Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the episode. You can follow me on social media at Galen Trombley. I hope you enjoy the show. Greetings. Please hold for a very important message. Light speed sequence initiated. How may I help you? Bonjour. Security breach. The truth shall set you free. <laughs> awesome. It's a miracle. Mission complete. Thank you. Have a nice day. All right. Welcome, everybody. This is episode 205 of the Galen Trombley Show. Uh, my guest today, um, Coach Steve. We'll go with Coach Steve uh, Gallietta from JS Fit in Plattsburgh. Um, he's a guy that I've seen around. I've seen in the space. I've seen uh, doing his thing. And I think um, mutual friend or friends of mine have used you as Coach Steve uh, for different things. So um, this is interesting. And I think the two, the thing I didn't realize prior to you coming on was um, the therapist role too, which I do want to get into. So this is actually um, really cool. Um, this stuff I had learned kind of prepping for this of you. So Steve, for people who do not know who you are, kind of give us a little background. How'd you get to be 2022 uh, Coach Steve? Oh, <laughs> that's, a lo- that's a good story and a lot of work in the process. You have plenty of time. So you Okay, okay. Give us the good details. So <laughs> the making of Coach Steve, um, I've always been an athlete. I've, sports has been my thing since I was a kid. I thank my parents for putting me in sports. I was a baseball player, football player, ran track, wrestling. So I always had this knack for fitness, this athleticism. So I, that's why it made sense for me to do well in this field. Mm-hmm. And as a younger person, I decided to um, you know, do the sports thing and then get into the clinical thing. The history about my background, some of my family stuff. How I, I'm also a therapist too, so we're going to talk about it eventually as we. So this is the essence of JS Fit. It's a holistic place so you can go for mind, body, and spirit. Okay, so the fitness part is since I was a kid, being an athlete, mm-hmm. and then the educational part. I didn't go back to school until I was thirty. Okay. For for degrees, and when and I, any degree, any degree. Okay. Yeah, I was an early. I, I didn't even finish high school. Okay. I ended up getting my GED. Okay. I made some decisions when I was younger that, you know, don't compliment, you know, the youth part of the thing. Yeah. And, you know, we learn from our mistakes. And this is what platformed me to, to do better in life, to do better than the people that I grew up with, to do better some of my family members, my friends, my demographics. You know, I'm a rugged person. I grew up in Schenectady. Okay. So in the streets of Schenectady, as a young person back in the 90s, was a very challenging experience. I learned a lot of good things. <laughs> I learned a lot of bad things. So... That catapulted me into the career that I have now, being the fitness entrepreneur, the therapist, and helping people create healthy lives, hoping that people don't have to make some of the same mistakes that I did and experience some of the things that I did so we can move past that. So JS Fit was branded in 2016 when I moved to this area, and my wife and my children were the inspiration for, for branding the name. Mm-hmm. I knew that I was going to be, I was a fitness trainer before I came here. I've been a fitness trainer and a therapist for 13 years. Okay. So I got some history behind this thing. So, but the name of JS Fit was created because my name is Steve, obviously. My wife's name is Jennifer. My son's name is Joseph. And my daughter's name is Sophia. So, taking a look at this, this dynamic here and knowing what I wouldn't do, what, what was my ultimate goal as a fitness coach and a therapist? To keep people moving. To what? To just stay fit. 
keep staying fit because if you're fit then there's that work that you do every day it's a maintenance work just like drinking your tea showing up to work it's a repetitive thing mm -hmm. i believe in habits habits create habits create mindsets and mindsets create lifestyles and lifestyles create opportunity depending mm -hmm. on which arenas you step in right so that's where the name came from Ju just stay fit jennifer stephen joseph sophia js fit so so you started at, I guess, what was the, what was the point early in life? Cause you said you went from trouble to putting yourself maybe on a better path in life. Sure. Was there like a moment? Was that just overall just getting tired of like the life that you were living? Was that both the life that I was living as a younger person and ultimately the death of my father. Okay. My father died when I was young. He died when I was 27. He was 53. He died of a heart attack. And ultimately, too, I knew that I needed to be different in my life. And also, too, I wanted to help men like my father. That was one of the main reasons that catapulted me into therapy. Okay. My father was an alcoholic. He died at 53. Didn't take care of himself. Ex-Vietnam vet. The Agent Orange, the, the PTSD that came along with that, the alcoholism, everything that came along with being in Vietnam. I understand, you know, that, that the trauma that happened behind that. But also, too, I understand through therapy, you can heal and recover and sustain. And you don't have to reactivate that trauma and those behaviors like some people do in addiction or mental health. Mm -hmm. So my father dying, me wanting to change some of the mistakes I made was it, as a younger person, catalyst for going into clinical counseling as a therapist. Um, and I did that well. I did that for 11 years in active fields of addiction and mental health. And then the were you also uh, training at the same time? Oh, absolutely. So this was all hand in hand? I've always been training. Okay. So, so even before you were doing just like, I mean, early age, like when you said... High school into the early 20s, you were still doing some type of physical training or helping people? So, okay. From 14 to about 21, I was in the world, mm -hmm. experiencing the world, making decisions, making mistakes, yep. learning what not to do. 21, life was changing for me. By 23, life was really changing for me. 28, I lost my father. I knew then it was time to change. And all this change was negative in your eyes? Mm -hmm. Okay. So even the 20 to the 20, uh, 23, 23 to 28, that was all bad, like going downhill to a degree, Okay. to a degree, but I was in certain settings to where I was prompted to change, prompted to take a look at who I was as a person and how I, what I wanted to be. What's the example for me? I didn't have men when I was younger to look up to. I loved my father. He was a great person, but he was an alcoholic and he struggled as a man. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, my people that I, that I thought I looked up to, I didn't even know athletes. Oh, I like Dale Strawberry. Mm -hmm. I like Dwight Gooden. I like Mark McGuire. I like that Bo Jackson. I was, those are the people of Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. I was drawn to those guys to look at what they were doing, but I didn't have the support in my environment. My parents said, go to sports. But that's all they knew how to do. I loved them. They were good people, but that's all they knew how to do. Mm -hmm. They didn't have the positive encouragement environment to keep me sustained. Mm -hmm. As a younger person, we're influenced by everything around us. Mm -hmm. So you know, as a young guy, as a teenager, <laughs> going through puberty and experiencing things, it's very easily to be influenced by out some, there. Some shiny objects. So yes. Oh, yeah. look, look, there it goes. Yep. You know? Yep. So I, I learned some hard lessons as a younger person in life. So ultimately at age 28, I was sitting in a place and after going to the services for my father, I said, now my life has to change. I can no longer make the decisions or go in the arenas I used to do. I have to completely change everything. How I walk, how I talk, how I think, everything. 
And from that day, my friend, I began to make changes. So I started, I said, okay, what's one of the first things I have to do? Okay, I got to get back in school. I got to get back in school. What kind of schooling? Well, I want to help people. Clinical therapy. Let's go for counseling. And so I went and got my bachelor's in psychology. Right? I went to my KSAC school for, if you know anything about KSAC, KSAC addiction, credential alcohol substance abuse counselor. That's the uh, credential that you have to have to be in the addiction arena. And I did well. I was a master KSAC because I was educated. Um, and then I said, okay, now I love the fitness. I love the other stuff. What do I need to do in that field? What degree can I have that I can sustain both? Psychology, sport, and performance. Absolutely. Right up my arena. Mm-hmm. So I went to grad school. Got my degree there. I said, okay, what else do I need to have to sustain in this arena? Well, let's go get a personal trainer certification too. Let's get that one. Let's go get a nutritional certification. Let's go get that one too. Let's go get a specialty. What do I ultimately want to help people in? Because I learned this a long time ago. If I'm a fitness trainer, I'm not a fitness trainer for all. Sure, I could train anybody, but that's not what I want to specialize in. Coach Steve is not for everybody. Coach Steve is for the people who want to do well. And what I really specialize in, Galen, is I specialize in mobility training. I do well with guys and girls like me, 40 and above. And joint stability, mobility, range of motion, everyday stuff that we need to do. Look, sitting here right now, mm-hmm. I have good posture. I'm aware of my posture. Now look at me, I suck. <laughs> Actually, that chair over there, before you leave, I'll have you sit on that chair. Okay. You'll love it. <laughs> but- Interesting. So, like, yeah, you like that. Even you probably could actually do the whole podcast on the chair. I tried it one time. It got, it got, it got tough. Probably could. But this is the practice. Like a moment ago, I talked about habits. Habits create mindsets. Minds create create behaviors, and behaviors create opportunities. Like this is the pattern of flow. So, twenty-eight made decision. Go to school, counseling school. Got the degree. Um, from there, and then I started working right in the field. Right in the field of addiction. And it's interesting because while I was going to counseling school, because I'm from Schenectady, like I told you, going to counseling school in Albany. And at the school, I'm I'm going to school. And at the time I was going to school, I worked. I worked as a construction worker. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any education. Who's going to hire me back then? What can you do? Well, I can use my body. I'll pick the wood up, carry it up the stairs. That's what I did for a long time. I built houses. Okay. And I also worked for my uncle who had a few 7-Eleven stores. So I was a convenience store clerk. So 7-Eleven building houses while I'm going to school. <laughs> okay. So I was busy, dude. But I tell you, at the age of 28, something happened in my mind. In my mind. When I saw my father laying there in that casket, and I know what he died of, he died of a heart attack. He didn't take care of himself, 53. I said, I love you, I love you, Papa. I can't, I can't do this. I can't be like you. I want to outlive you. Mm-hmm. I want to be healthy. I want to be strong. So I love you, but thank you for this. I thanked him, my father, for the passing. I miss him, of course. But his, his death was a huge pivotal change in who I am today and how I help people and my refusal to ever turn back and go those dark roads that I walked. And this is, and this is how I'm successful in working with people because I can understand struggle. I can understand human pain, trial and error, loss. But I also know the other side. I also know how to pull yourself out of that dark pocket of depression, grief, anxiety. Okay? I know what it takes. Did, did you have addiction early in life or, I, or depression or anything like that? Yes. So that's all stuff that means stem first person or first, you know. Addiction, mental health, um, dysfunctional background, um, trauma, mm-hmm. pain, abuse, um, all those things I experienced as a young person. Um, so how old are you right now, Steve? I'm 44. So, so this whole 
when you started off um, getting the fitness space, the family obviously, I mean, I'm going based off your kids are probably no more than 10 years old now. Close. Joey's nine. Sophia's eight. Okay. So, so when you started the whole, like even JS Fit, they were very young at the time. Infants, three, two. Joey, I've been in business. I started JS Fit in 2016 when I moved out here. I didn't have the site location until a year later. I had to build. So he was probably like only two at the time? Joey three? is nine now, so six years. So he was three. Yeah, okay. He was, he was a little tot. I, I got little kids. So I, I, like I said, starting a whole thing from scratch with young kids, that's a, there's, a lot, there's more than just having people come in the door and training them mm-hmm. uh, with a small business. But um, So I guess going back, how did you get up into Plattsburgh? My wife. Jennifer, she's originally from here. Gotcha. Okay. So you want to hear an interesting story about love? I love it. Right, because I love this story. I tell this story often, <laughs> and I love it. It's, you're already beaming, so I like it. Yeah. It still inspires me. So interesting how Jennifer and I met. Is we met on on the internet. <laughs> nice. Like it's it's interesting to say on the internet, we met on eHarmony. Okay. And we were both older, and I say older. Jennifer, let me see. Jennifer's two years older than me, so I I was thirty, and she was thirty-two. Mm-hmm. So I created this thing. An interesting story. Not getting into relationship background, but I was married before as a young person. In that time, where I was making really bad decisions. Okay. And part of part of that bad decision was dating a girl who I thought was my future. Yep. And um, she wasn't. She was hot. It was. Things were great in a certain way, but yep. it was chaotic and dysfunctional. And I learned five years into it that I can no longer continue like this. This stuff is going to kill me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> this stuff is going to kill me, bro. So I, I got a, we ended up getting divorced, got it, did the dating scene for a little while. And I just, at 30 years old, I was tired of the dating scene, going to the clubs, the bars, doing all that stuff. It just wasn't working for me. I knew that I needed to change. At this time, I was already making healthy decisions. Yeah, two years into your journey. So it's like, okay. And then I created a profile. I seen this commercial. It was like two o'clock in the morning. I'm just getting off my shift in my uncle's store in downtown Albany. I get home. I put on the TV. I'm sitting down. I'm eating my meal because at the time I was bodybuilding. Okay. Bodybuilding. This is a hard crops bodybuilding those years. And um, eating my meal, chicken and rice, vegetables. Two o'clock in the morning. The commercial comes on for eHarmony. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> So I'm watching this doctor talk about, we will, we will match you with the ultimate profile person. You will be with your soulmate. And I'm like, you know what? I've tried everything else. I, you know, I, I've been at bars. I've been to clubs. Hell, I even went to church in a supermarket. And I didn't find, I didn't find my one. I didn't find, I was looking for my one. So I created this profile, eHarmony. Oh shit, within weeks, I had multiple women who matched my profile. And I'm like, shit. Let me, let me look and look. And I started communicating and I started communicating with Jennifer. There was something about her. I don't know if that was twinkling in her eye. They, I don't know what it was. And I said, I got to talk to this girl. I got to talk to this girl. So we ended up started talking on eHarmony and her, her profile was just almost ending because you pay for a 90 day prescription, right? <laughs> yeah. And at the time it was expensive. I think I paid like 150 bucks or something. Oh, okay. Right? Which I didn't have a lot of money back then. Yeah. I was working three jobs. I had a little apartment. I was putting myself through school. So I, I, I was tapped financially yeah. at that time, right? So she's like, I'm almost done with my prescription. If you want to hit me up, hit me up on MySpace. This I, is- I actually, it was funny. I, I never I never signed up for a MySpace. I know what they are. My, right. friend, my friends did. I never did it. So, But MySpace, so this is, what, probably 2005, 6, oh, eight. 7, 8? Okay. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. She says, hit me up on MySpace if you want to continue talking. I hit her up on MySpace. And we started talking. I'm like, uh, you got to come down here and see me. And don't she's you? She's from up here. She's from up here. She's yeah. from Keysville. 
So that was how I got to Plattsburgh. So she stayed with me down there for, oh my God, it's like she, she came, moved in with me and never left. And we just hit it off. She's my soulmate. And that was 12 th- years ago? Th- yeah, 12, no, 14. 14? 14, 08, because I've been with Jen 14 oh, years that's right. ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. So she basically came down. We hit it off. I was like, wow. You know, it took me a year to actually accept that I actually was in love with this woman. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole, I don't, I don't love you. Go ahead. And I want, it's just, just resistance to me. No ego stuff. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. So finally I accepted. I was like, wait, we, we have something amazing here. And she stayed. And four years later, uh, I married her. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's uh, me and my wife were timeline wise about the same. Mm-hmm. Um, not we haven't been together fourteen years yet. We're we're approaching that. But she, uh, same thing was weird. Like when I met her, it wasn't a like I had known her a little bit before, so it wasn't like love at first sight thing. But mm-hmm. we started to like hang out a little bit more. So I think what drew us more together was just the actual connection of hanging out and mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. compatibility. But then at a certain point, it was it was like I mean you've like. You know, you date people prior and, you know, you have relationships and th- things like that. But there was never s- someone they felt this way about before up until mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. And it was weird. It was almost like this weird, like, feeling in, like, your stomach or your chest mm-hmm. where you're like, something just doesn't seem right, but not in a bad way. Just mm-hmm. like, I've never, mm-hmm. it, it's almost like when you have a kid for the first time. Like, mm-hmm. there's something that just comes out of you that you're like, I didn't think I could love something as much as I love this kid that I mm-hmm. don't even know who's mm-hmm. an infant. That's just, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it was, it was a weird thing. So I'm assuming that was kind of like with Jennifer, mm-hmm. like you just hit a, struck something yeah. and you're like, this is, mm-hmm. you, you can't fight it. It's just mm-hmm. like meant to happen, mm-hmm. which, um, and I'm kind of big on, you know, everything I just think is supposed to happen is supposed to happen. And like, that's kind of one thing that, uh, mm-hmm. for, luckily for me, and it sounds like for you, we both, we both made out pretty well in that category. I did well. I'm, I'm grateful and, and yeah. blessed and fortunate. I, I tell her all the time. And so, so, so how we got to Plattsburgh, yep. right? She ended up moving in with me, staying down there, getting a job. We, we built an amazing life down there. And I was working in the clinical world. I was working as a fitness coach and gyms down there. So mm-hmm. doing my thing, yeah, clinical therapist, fitness trainer, bought a house. We were doing well. And I ended up getting a proposition for Albany County Department of Mental Health. I was working in a clinic in um, Albany already. One of my former co-workers said, hey, hey, Steve, I think you can step your game up in the clinical world. You'll do great. I want you to be my assistant director in this big agency downtown, Albany. So I said, okay. It was a $13,000 salary increase. And of course, I can do, do well for my family. Mm-hmm. Talked to my wife. She said, Steve, take it. Make a long story short, I worked for that agency for about 90 days. And they came in and said, hey, Steve, it's not working out. You're just not a fit for our agency. Um, you know, Thank you, but have a nice day. I'm like, what the? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> no write up, no anything. But anyway, it's, it was an experience. And from that right there, that catapulted us to come up here because we said, okay, I could continue to do the fitness training thing. But, you know, we need a certain amount of finances to be able to sustain living where we were. And just with the fitness, I couldn't do it alone. So I needed the clinical therapy and the fitness. I didn't have the business yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she said, how about we move up north? How about we come up to Keysville? And I've been up here, visited a few times. I'm like... This place is small. People are different. Slow. Yep. They don't talk like me. They don't look like me. I got a little swagger. I'm from a neighborhood, you know. Like, oh, they, well, they accept me. And they said, well, she, my wife said, Jen said, they'll, they'll, you'll like you. You're funny. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, well, I'm not trying to be funny. They said, but you're different, though. You have something different. And you can help people. I've already been helping people for many years down there doing so. It was already established. And she said, you can open up your own business. Right there. Mine. I can do all for me. I don't have to. I can help people in the way that I want to help people without policies, procedures, regulations. I can do freedom 
So up to this point, you've always you were an employee of somewhere else. Oh yeah, gotcha. Okay, okay. Yep. Oh yeah. Did you ever want to open your own business, or was this just like almost like a paradigm shift of like I I had okay, but down in a bigger city environment like Albany, there's tons of guys and girls like me doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't stand out. I wouldn't be unique. It's like a freaking McDonald's and Burger King down every corner. Yep. So for for Coach Steve to pop up in a fitness trend, like who are you, dude? Yeah. Man, why, why would we go to you and we go to this? you know top level trainer over here i mean there's so many and great practitioners down in albany and schenectady and troy but i was a, a, yeah, a small fish, fish in a big pond here you know this is a smaller pond mm-hmm. so as a fish swimming in this pond i kind of stand out a little bit and i made a name and i made it a point to develop a reputation in this community in the, in the clinical world in the fitness world and, the, and how i started jay's fit I, I started going to gyms local gyms around here i was on, i was already on gold mode when i came up here i had i had to secure a job as a therapist to get my family up here, just to have a residence. So we got a residence, got the job, working over here. I was working at Conifer Park, mm-hmm. doing the counseling thing, and then starting to build a personal trainer thing on the side. I yep. went to the gyms around here, all applied for a trainer. Some of them said, yeah, we'll, we'll hire you, but the, the salary was so low. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna waste my, I said, you know what? I'm gonna work for myself. I'm gonna do this myself. It's time to really put, put all in, right? Like Jennifer said, you can do it when yourself, but I was still scared. Mm-hmm. I was scared. Yeah, dude. it's a big, big leap. I was scared. I mean, I have this family, or, or you know, that I have these kids. And two now. young kids. Two young kids, mm-hmm. a wife, and it's like at the time she she wasn't working, you know. So it's like, oh my god, fuck! I, I gotta take care of these people. It's not just me. I just can't. I just can't go screw up in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like that old pattern of thinking where I refuse to to quit. Uh, you know, I'm driven. You know, even when I'm tired and burnt out, I still perform. I still excel. So. 2016 to 2017, I was going in the gyms, working out my own self. I'm in pretty good shape for my age, you know. I'm gonna say, oh, you, you, what are you doing there? You got that curl, you got that. And I like to talk to people. I'll go right up. If you're in the gym and your form is off, hey, Galen, you, know, you mind if I save your shoulders right there? You back it up, but you, you know, how about we make that adjustment on your deadlift? 80% of people were welcoming. The other 20% percent fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, well, I, you know, I happen to be a trained professional, but okay. Fine. So meeting people, building people. So I started getting clients, one-on-one clients. Mm-hmm. And I finally had enough, saved enough money to invest in a site location. And I looked at several down here, several, several in Plattsburgh. And finally, I found this little one over here. I walked into the building. I seen it three times in the site. First two times, too small, too small, too small. And I brought my wife in, too small, too small. And then we almost opted out of building in Peru. It's like an old church off of... um. I don't know. It's building in the back. It's hard to see. I don't. I don't know the address, but like something like some North Star Church or something now. Mm-hmm. But we went in that building, and we were going to make an offer on renting the building to start the gym, and the contract fell through. And so I called up the landlord, Mister Wu, who said hi. I know him. Mister Wu says yeah. hi. Does he own your building? Yeah. Yeah. I know him very well. He said yeah. hi. I told him I was going to do it. Today. He said you tell him. I said I said hi. So Mister Wu, in all the years he used to own. Um, I don't even know what the restaurant was called because uh, we just called it Mr. Wu's. Yeah. Uh, where, where Yamasushi is now. Yeah. And I, I'd gone there since I was a little kid. And yeah. Mr. Wu has the greatest memory mm-hmm. I think I've ever met or ever saw in a person mm-hmm. I've ever met. To the point now, if I was to walk up and see me, he would know me. He would know my family. He would yep. ask about kids. He would ask what all of our jobs. Like, yep. I'm like, and I know we're not the only family he knows us about. So the guy's memory is impeccable. Yeah. And Mrs. Wu is such a, such a sweet yeah. lady. But yeah. yes, I know Mr. Wu very well. Yeah. He says hello. I appreciate that. He yeah. says hello. So I called him up again. I said, Mr. Wu, I want to come and look at the space. I want to look at the space again. You know? And I knew right there, okay, this is where we'll begin. 
This is where we'll start. I told my wife, we have no other option. I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. She said, okay, let's go. And that's where we started. In March of 2017, we, we opened. And here we are. You're in the same spot right now. Oh yeah, I've been in the same spot. So, so what was the idea behind before too small, too small? What what got you into like I can make this work? Obviously, supply and demand a little bit, but I reassessed the space. I knew that I was going to do group classes and assessing a space, going there, bringing out the tape measure. How much space do I need? Can I make this physically work? Mm-hmm. Can I pump twelve to fifteen people in this small space? I did. What's the dimensions of the main main space? It's eight hundred square feet. Okay. Most mostly free space. Yeah. Okay. So it's not like it, there's no uh, nothing really eaten up by equipment or by no. desks or tables or anything. No. Okay. You'll see a majority of my equipment is stored in the back. Yep. So you'll see I've renovated the space during COVID. Mm-hmm. But if you ever come in, you should come in. And check I out think check it out. I've walked yeah. by it before and looked yeah. through the window and stuff. Yeah, but come in, come in. And I've seen photos of it plenty yeah. of times. Yeah. It's 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 long. Yep. So mm-hmm. I got about 15 feet here. And I'm about, I don't know, 80 feet maybe, 80 feet back. So about 800 square feet. You do two total. rows of people for the most part? Yeah, two rows. So how I set it up in group classes, you know, if I have 12 to 15 people, you know, row on this side, row on this side, and I have the coach's galley in the center. Yeah. Or if, depending on people, I'll line them all up this way and I'll have the coach's galley on here. Mm-hmm. I always walk and talk. That's what I do. Motivate you while I'm training you. That's one of the tips, I, one of the things I learned when I was working for a big outfit down in Albany called Focus Master Fitness, you know, where, we, where we're training people on the Focus Master G1000, which is, a, is a boxing, boxing, kickboxing, mm-hmm. that I had to be fast in the group classes. So I learned to excel down in that place. And so having people lined up in there running 30-minute classes, I was able to do that. And it worked really, really well. I think the most I've ever had in that space, I think, was 19 or 20 people on a Saturday. I was pretty rocking before COVID with classes. Yeah, you know, pumped a lot of classes. I did, I did adult classes. I did kid fit. I did toddler fit, and I even did baby wearing fitness, which my wife had an idea. <laughs> baby wearing meaning mothers or fathers that have harnesses right. of babies on them. Right. So let's say your your wife was just cleared by her physician to exercise. Yep. Right. So she can bring the baby in with the harness on and run through exercises. Oh, okay. Yeah. There was nothing like that in the area. It was very yeah. unique. Oh, that's huge. Yeah, and COVID, COVID just kind of crushed my kids' program. COVID kind of crushed my other programs, and COVID ultimately crushed my adult program. So, is it? Are you still recovering from that, or is that you think that I've are... I've shifted? Okay, I, so I, you've pivoted kind of the focus. I've shifted my focus. I hired a business coach, and, and the business coach told me at the beginning of of of, of COVID, he said, "Coach Steve, this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. This is where you need to maximize on." So, as a businessman, I had to take a look at that. It's no longer about. I love the groups. I love the energy. I love the camaraderie. And I love having 15, 20 people. I, inf- I can do that. Yep. I do it well. I love it. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't do that. After COVID, people weren't coming back. I get two, three, and it's like, yeah, where, where's my time? And I was struggling financially. Yeah. Struggling yeah. with the COVID. I mean, all my savings we did to keep that place open for the time we were shut down. So, you know, it was a tough time for us. Yeah. Tough time for the JS Fit family. Um, well, the reason I'm... Yeah, I mean, the reason I'm looking at that is like if you, one, you know, I've, um, so when I, I so I'll, I'll give you my fitness background and then compare some notes. So I played sports my whole life, started, it was, I took one year off, mm. graduated high school, played intramural stuff at college, but nothing, didn't actually play on a team. And I just started to feel out of shape. Mm. I wasn't heavy. I was only like mm. maybe a buck 50. But I didn't feel like I had that like that athleticism, that spark. And then I was like, well, I you know, I'll start running. Because mm. like 
played soccer. I was like, we'll just run. You know, you didn't know any different. Mm-hmm. I never really lifted up to that point. So I would run and run, and I'm like, dude, running's boring. Mm-hmm. Like, I just mentally, I just was never really a runner. I ran because I had to root for soccer, but I, I didn't care for it. So I started um, back at the time. I went to, uh, we used to have a Borders bookstore in Plattsburgh mm-hmm. and I love books. So I went and I started looking at the fitness books and I started, my first actual foray, foray into fitness was uh, P90X back mm, in the day. Tony Horton. Uh, not Tony Horton, not coffee guy. Tony, uh, per, uh, no. Is it Horton? Yeah. No, no. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. Tony Horton created P90X. You know who I always think of when you say it is uh, Tony Perkins from uh, Heavyweights, Ben Stiller's character, <laughs> oh. which <laughs> reminds you of the same guy. That's so always like Tony, yeah, you're right. Tony Horton. So yeah. I ended up giving the getting the DVDs, and I started doing that. And I, I actually did that pretty religiously, mm. six a.m. every morning in my bedroom. And I got to the point where I started to learn a little bit more about it. I started to kind of under, try to look into nutrition because I didn't really have a nutrition background. Mm-hmm. Again, I was I was I just really wasn't like didn't have a lot of muscle. wasn't in, really in shape. I wasn't heavy, but it just wasn't um, super super. You know. It, physical looking or anything like that. So I, I was like, okay, I'm going to try to learn how to do the you know food and nutrition and really enjoyed doing that. And I ended up kind of nobody really helping me. So this was like, and it was before YouTube. I didn't really watch that. I was like, hmm. I read books and I tested stuff out. Hmm. Some stuff worked, some stuff didn't. And I was pretty disciplined. Like hmm. I would like, if I'm going to do a foot fitness thing or a food thing, I'm going to stick to it. And I did that for a while. And then in 2000, 11 found a different book that had to do more with like compound lifts had Mm. to do more with like functional lifts Mm -hmm. lunges deadlifts squats front squats cleans terrible form i didn't know what i was doing nobody was teaching me i was in the basement of my parents Mm. house like just kind of grinding it out then i I stumbled upon um crossfit in 2012 Mm -hmm. which at the time nobody did crossfit around here Mm -hmm. and we were a part of like this really small like facebook group of local people that i kind of got in touch with that would just post what they did. So I like saved up and got a cheap barbell, really cheap barbell. And then I actually bought some decent bumper plates and I bought just a makeshift, you know, door hanging pull-up bar. And I had, you know, some loose dumbbells that we had just, you know, I think every family collects dumbbells throughout the years. Those old, like the old steel ones. And then we ended up, I don't know if you've been to any of the CrossFit gyms here, but the CrossFit Plattsburgh gym almost 10 years ago. Now my, one of my friends opened it up mm. So I did that for years and actually did some coaching there and was really in that space up until about COVID. Mm-hmm. Then not really because COVID, obviously it shut down, but then I have three kids under four. So like the, and with work and stuff at the time to go there just made it very difficult. So I'm actually probably in the worst shape I've been in probably a dozen years. But when it comes to, um, you know, just the fitness aspect, a lot of the stuff that you're saying is so like the, the group atmosphere, again, it kind of come from the more CrossFit space of like, that was the bread and butter of it was the people, mm-hmm. you know, and like the fitness stuff, it, it's great. But like, to me, it's the community, it's the camaraderie, it's the mental, it's the, the, um, um, the confidence aspect, you know, starting to get like-minded individuals all gathered in a room. And that's in anything, like you said, mm-hmm. You work in therapy. I'm sure you had meetings with more than just one-on-one. If you had group group classes mm-hmm. or even like for business, I meet with some business friends of mine that we just jam a couple times a month just to spill out ideas and help each other out. And mm-hmm. it kind of like gets your mind spinning and opportunities happen. So um, I think the, the idea of COVID of taking that away from people mm-hmm. to me would make that certainly difficult because I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, there's a ton of, value that I think is actually even more 
longstanding some of the health aspects that you do just from a mental social. I mean, mm-hmm. we're social creatures. So sure. like to have that connection. So that was my, my long foray into my background. I probably should have started that earlier, but so there's some questions I would, like I said, I'll probably ask you about based on that. But so when you, when you ended up pivoting, um, are you now more just like trying to do personal training one-on-one kind of like, like what, what's your, what, what was your twist on like your business coach talked about? Like, how did you make some tweaks? The tweaks was focusing my time, effort, and energy into what creates the most revenue, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And one of the things I had to do was abandon the group classes. Yep. With the, I love what you just said, the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had JS Fit at that at the time of 18. We had to build that first year. Nobody knew me. Mm-hmm. 18, 19, we were rocking. I had a great community. You know, and I'm grateful and I still appreciate all the members who came to where we had such a community. We would do community events. We would, you know, train people to do Spartan racing. Yeah. (laughs) So multiple people who never even knew what a Spartan race was. Coach Steve's going to bring you across that finish line. You're going to jump off a burning fire with me. Did you go do the Beast? I've done the Beast several times. Did you go to Killington? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just, I just was on Killington. I just did the sprint up there. Oh, the sprint? A couple weeks back. Okay. All by myself. Yeah. Me. (laughs) And my Spartan journey up on that mountain. Those are the things I like to do, you know. But we had a great, great, great community. And I saw something really amazing. The people who started to come, some of them didn't even know each other, mm-hmm. you know, to start forming amazing friendships. And I, some, I know some of those people still talk to each other to get today. Yeah. And I think a lot of my former members, you know, once they left JS Fit and I no longer did group classes, they went other places. And I always encourage them to stay fitness, stay active. Where you, And at the time... You know, it's like, okay, I had to, I had to do what I needed to do for my business and for my family. So full on personal training. Mm -hmm. And what, what do I, what generates most passion in me? My senior population. I'm aging just like you're aging. I'm aging. You can see it. The wear, you know, you got the rings, crow's feet. I got the the gray beard now that you didn't have. I mean, I'm I'm an older coach. You know, I'm I'm an older coach. I mean, be 45. It's like, I I, I look at things different now today. Mm -hmm. And what's most important is being healthy and well long-term. When I was younger, I was a bodybuilder. That was the thing. But but now, but I'm talking about the community. I had a great community. I'm grateful for all the members. So making that shift, now it's just personal training, and I run a small group. It's very small. It's, it's about six people, my senior fit. And I love my seniors, and they love me too. They tell me all the time, Coach Steve, you're so funny. It's not about being funny, but it's, it's about how I help them move. So you, know? so you're, you do have one group class, which is? One small group class that I have on every Monday and Thursday. It's called the Senior Fit Group. We go for about 45 minutes mm-hmm. and some mobility training. I'll run them through a functional boot camp or I'll do some traditional strength stuff in the capacity that they can handle it. Yeah. Um, well, and I think that's kind of where where I'm at with like um, like the fitness aspect of my life. Like before when I was talking about like CrossFit, like you were young. I was in my 20s. I was like, no kids. Um, I was like, my wife was, she went there too and she was, you know, she's very athletic, athletic, but it was the idea of like, okay, I'm going to lift more, go faster, try to be, you know, as, as fit as I can be, mm. but fit in a sense of like, almost like the, the aspect of like the sporting aspect of it. And, um, it was fun. Like I had a great time doing it and it was challenging and it was, it was good. But then now it got to the point where I like fitness, but I don't, I don't necessarily think I would get to the level that I was at before purely because other things I have interest in life that I would have to devote too much time to do that mm-hmm. again. And mm-hmm. I don't have that time. Now it's like 
same thing. It's like, hey, can you work out? Can you, you know, move, like stretch? Can you move through the motions, get the blood flowing, have mm-hmm. some resistance training, and really, how can you make your whole life better, healthy, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. to have it be as a supplement to the rest of your life and things you want to accomplish or activities or hobbies and things you want to do. Um, like I like skiing, I like golfing, like mm-hmm. things that I can do mm-hmm. long term where, you know, my posture is not shitty. I, I sleep well at night. I'm not getting, like there's certain things that I've noticed since I've not been as consistent with working out, like, you know, sickness or now some of that could be young kids getting sick, True. but it's also, you know, getting um, sick in certain spots, also feeling a little more stiff than I've ever felt before. Mm-hmm. Cause like I've used to stretch all the time. Yeah. I, I was very like like mm-hmm. very flexible because I, I put time mm-hmm. and effort into it. It's kind sure. of like you said, the habit. I had a habit every day of mm-hmm. stretching multiple times mm-hmm. a day. Um, but I think a lot of that, you know, the, the physicalness, at least in my mind is, is the, at least for me personally, is like, Hey, how can I do it now to just, you know, sustain my life and make it, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm in my early thirties, but mm-hmm. I have no desire to go do these big, massive things of, of, you know, I have no intention to ever run a marathon. Mm-hmm. The Spartan races I think are cool, but mm-hmm. there's nothing like inside of me that like, I really want to go do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it would be a good mental push, but mm-hmm. there's just other things that you have passion for, but it's like the fitness aspect or just health in general mm-hmm. helps no matter what you do. But, um, so I mean that, that's where I, my mindset's at with the fitness, which I think is why when you say like older people, the, if you would have asked me even five years ago, my mindset would have been slightly different because it's like mm-hmm. they, they're there to prolong their life, which ultimately a lot of us are at the point where that's really starting, even though, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, thirties and early forties where you got to realize like my, my, my peak fitness is probably not going to peak anymore. Now it's like, let, let me just make sure the rest of my life is very good and I can sustain it and, mm-hmm. you know, be, become the 70, 80 year old person that's rolling around, like doing a lot of cool physical stuff that you're like, man, you're like those people that you see, they're like 85 and you're like, what are you like 70? Like, no, I'm 85. And you're like, really? But mm-hmm. they just look so good mm-hmm. at, you know, taking care of themselves. But, um, so that older that older group is this like fifty and above the senior sixty five and above oh so it is okay yeah and I guess from that little community is that like what's the connection that you find with those people that really draw you to that group their willingness and motivation to take care of themselves I always tell them you inspire me like one of my eldest seniors that come to me she's eighty seven you know wow, eighty seven awesome. so I, I look at I look at me now at forty four. I'm always assessing myself. I always do introspection work. You know, how am I, where am I now? Where am I in comparison to me last year? Where was Coach Steven, you know, 2020 this day? What was he doing? Was I, was I where I needed to be? How was my, how was my shape? You know, where's my mind? I trained the three. Mind, body, spirit. Always work in the three. This is my philosophy. Because you can't do work in one and expect the other two to perform and excel. You won't. You'll be unbalanced. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about being religious. If you have a religious belief, fine. You know, mind, body, spirit. Spirit is a personal connection with you and the earth. Mm-hmm. You know, the energy, the collective energy. We're made of energy. We are. You are. The tea, the water, birds, tree, everything. Energy. Wind, light, energy. So work in the three. So my seniors, when they come and I see this change, this, this willingness, because they understand Time is limited. This is one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm learning as, as I age, just like everyone, that time is limited. We don't have an abundance of time. And people always say, oh, you have time. No, you don't. You don't have enough time. 
You, you, you just don't. You take the day, you do what you're supposed to focus on, you have your goals, you train the mind, the body, and spirit in that day. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. That doesn't mean we don't focus on tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But I've seen too many people in my life close to me, family, friends, extension, who've just done. They're done. My father's for example, 53. I hope to outlive him, you know. But if you don't take care of yourself, your body doesn't do well, you know. If you don't take care of your mind, you're not going to have that thinking, that connection, that grounding. You won't. Your spirit, it's who you are, your essence, your being, your soul. You got to train the three. You got to train the three. I've... uh so the, the three things you're saying, I, so one thing I've, I've, I, I like to read a lot. And I think when you talk like spiritual, like I went to church when I was a kid mm-hmm. and I, um, I got out of going to church. It was just kind of, I think it's a good thing. I think people need something. It was community. I think you have that aspect, but I think for, you know, I think when it starts coming down to like belief and stuff, like I'm a very, um, I feel like I'm spiritual, but in the sense of like you know, faith and like I said, how things, I think, you know, how the universe works and how how everything just kind of intertwines and Mm -hmm. and how we're all connected. And I think a lot of that. So I think more of kind of like, like you said, kind of a holistic view versus, Mm -hmm. um, you know, necessarily like a organized religion or anything that, you know, following a certain, you know, whether it's a law, decree, book, book, whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. I'm not really into that, but I do like I read I read a lot of um, or lately I've been reading a lot of philosophy books mm. of old philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, I just read. Have you ever read Meditations by Marcus Aurelius? No. I think. Do you like reading? I read when I need to. Okay. But after going to grad school and writing all those papers and reading I, all those books, I read sometimes when I'm when I'm inspired by something. I think. Well, the, so the, the, this book I I had heard because I've been reading a lot of like um, I'm actually in halfway through his book, his newest book, uh, Ryan Holiday. I don't know if you know him at all. Um, he's kind of like a, yep, right there. It's called Discipline is Destiny. That's his newest book. And then for me, that's been a page turner and I, I mark up my books and I take notes and I use them as resources in the future. But one of the books that I I just recently read was Marcus Aurelius, uh, Meditations. And he wrote the book in like a hundred and something AD. Mm -hmm. The book's almost 2000 years old. He wrote the book to himself. It was his journal. Hmm. So in the book, he's just writing. Now the, the book I read was, uh, um, it was a translation, like a more kind of uh, modern translation. So it's mm. easier to understand than back then. I think he wrote it in Greek mm. and he was the Roman emperor back then. Sure. I know. Who and, he was. Yep. So he's the most powerful sure. man in the world. But what happened was he was writing this stuff to himself every day. It was his journal entries, but his journal entries. And it sounds like you're similar because I'm kind of like you very introspective. And I think mm-hmm. a lot about myself and what I'm doing and try to be aware of, um, you know, my actions and my place and just things that I'm doing. And, and, uh, it was interesting to see what he was writing because Mm. he was writing most powerful man in the world. 2000 years ago would have been something you or myself or someone else doing some type of journaling would write down. And it was, it was cool because it allowed you to realize, you know, 2000 years, which is, if you put it in perspective of us, seems like a long time Mm -hmm. in the universe is a blink of an eye. Mm -hmm. And when you look at what they were dealing with and what, you know, whether it's different people or whether it's, you know, just, you know, uh, enemies or friends or acquaintances Mm, or mm. even just internal struggle. Like there's a beautiful passage in it where he's struggling to get out of bed. Mm -hmm. He's just writing like, why is it so hard to get out of bed? Like Mm. why, but I have to, like, this is my goal. This is my duty. Like, and it's crazy to see this guy like struggling, having this internal struggle with things that we all struggle with today. Mm -hmm. Uh, but what I got from it was he's very, he talked all about like, 
you know, he was mentioning like older philosophy at the time, things like, you know, where's Socrates now? Where's, where's, uh, you know, where's Aristotle? Mm-hmm. They're dead. Like where's, they said like, where's the ruler and where's the guy that, um, you know, took care of his like mule or something. They're both underground. Like basically what he was saying is, you know, we're all like connected and he goes, people do different things in life, but he mm-hmm. goes, really like your time is limited. And he goes, no matter what you do, he goes, you're, you're a couple generations from being forgotten. And mm-hmm. this is all of us. And this mm-hmm. is, so he's like, he put it in perspective in the sense that don't get too high, you mm-hmm. know, on yourself and don't get too low. He goes, but you just do what you're supposed to do. But I think the, the idea behind at least listening to that and kind of the stuff you said, it's like, and this is stuff that I've been really trying to focus on lately. Like I had anxiety. I was like all over the place and I was mm. go, 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 go. And this was, you know, up, up until maybe about a year ago and to the point where I was like getting um, almost like sick from anxiety. And the mm-hmm. anxiety was like, oh, I got this pile of work to get done. I got these calls to return. I have these people I got to talk to. These people want this done. And I was just getting stretched in so many different directions to the point where it was like, just wasn't having fun. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I was just getting burnt out. I was just stressed. I was tired all the time. I wasn't, you know, that's where I started to get out of working out and, and health stuff. And cause again, what takes back burners, all the stuff that you were doing for yourself before. Mm-hmm. And what I've really found lately is like, I, I meditate. Like that's a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've recently picked up journaling in, mm-hmm. in the morning and at night. Um, and then the one thing I haven't gotten into the habit of is working out. So we talked about the three trifecta for me, mm. it'd be meditation, journaling, which is to me both kind of more mental mm. self-reflection and then the working out being the physical body. So, so really it's like the mind, body, and spirit all in three. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, I keep reading a lot of the stuff like disciplines, destiny. We talk about discipline. You talk about habits. You talk mm-hmm. about doing the things that you should do, mm-hmm. knowing what the outcome's going to be. Mm-hmm. And, we all know it, but it's like to sit down and just like make that habit, make that habit. And like, I know the reasons that stop me from doing it, but it's like, it's breaking that mold and really diving into that. So I guess in your line of business, like in, in just your life too, cause this has happened to you, you know, how have you taken those ideas? How do you practice them each day? How do you, how did you form the discipline or how did you form the habits to make all that stuff just become at this point, second nature? Consistency, repetitiveness, mm-hmm. doing the same thing <laughs> over every day. Until I nailed it. it and uh, how, how long did that process take to you? Huh. felt like I have it. F- 15 years, maybe. Probably all my youth when I realized there's a time in our youth when we realize what the world is. You know, like look at my kids now, eight and nine. They don't know what the world is. Mm-hmm. They only know what they see in their environments, their family. Their, they don't understand things on that capacity. When you're a younger person, teenagers, you're like, oh, fuck, this is, this is life now. This is the world we live in. And then you have your own ideas, you know, your beliefs. And based on those, you make decisions, right? So I've been doing this work now on myself since I was 28. I'm 44 now. I'm going to turn 45 in March. So I've been doing this work, Galen, since I was 28. Probably before that because I was in a place where I needed to really just focus on myself. Mm -hmm. So 28 to 44, so was that 15 years? 15 years of going to school, to getting educated, to making mistakes, to being consistent with getting up and taking care of myself when I don't want to, when I'm tired, when I'm sick, when I'm frustrated, when I think, what's the sense of doing it? I keep doing it. I keep doing it. I keep showing up. I keep showing up. What, what's, I mean, what's the drive behind that? What's, what's the reason? Is there something like hit, hit you? Like- well, now, now my reason is my children. Mm-hmm. 
I do what I do to help people, but ultimately it's for them. You know, my legacy, everything that I do, I work, I earn, I, you know, my, my future, my investments, everything for my children. But it's not about just giving them things when I go, the house, the investments. It's not about, it's about letting them see me go through this process every day. Getting up, daddy's going to work. Daddy worked hard. Now they, dad, you work today. Mm-hmm. Look, you worked today. You had a hard day. Do you work today? How many people you trained today? What is the business? How much money did you make today? What is this money? How much money can you? Now they're kind of asking questions. Mm-hmm. Especially my son. He's not. He's going to be 10. So my motivation to continue to excel, yes, for my personal health. I understand the complexities and importance of it. But I see them now watching me. They're watching me mm-hmm. do this. What better of a teacher? What better of a teacher? I've learned so many things in my life, Galen, wrong and right, to understand what I need to do as a man, what I need to do as a father, what I need to do as a husband, and what I need to do as a coach. I don't question anything anymore. There's no, am, am I in my purpose? I'm, I'm in my purpose. I'm in my lane. I'm focused. I'm focused. And I'm going to be focused as long as I choose to be focused, which I hope to last another 15 years. Mm-hmm. And I think by then I'll be, what, 60? I think I'll be ready to be done. Uh, well, I, I, uh, a lot of the stuff you're saying is like the idea that the mindset, like the choosing mm-hmm. of it, like it's in your power. And I think that that's something that a lot of people put exterior fo- forces mm-hmm. on. It's like, Hey, like, I mean, we're human. We complain. I mean, I, I complain about stuff. I mean, I probably complain about something every single day and sometimes more than I should. And, but it, it's also like, I try to catch myself mm-hmm. and there's a lot of times that I don't complain about stuff. Cause I'll sit there and be like, you know, it's, it's not, it's how, how do I react to it? Like take it in. You know, you can change it, you leave it, make it, or, or mm-hmm. um, accept it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, to me, I kind of go through that. It's like, okay, well, something bad happened. Something maybe not the way I wanted to happen. So, and my main thing right now that I'm really trying to focus on was the the anxiety part I found has lowered substantially. Mm-hmm. And my one of my things I write every day in my journal is kind of like, just like try to be unrushed. Like try just not to feel rushed during the day. And mm-hmm. I think for me, that's kind of like a stillness or calm of, you know, if you have somebody that wants to talk to you or is reaching out to you or you have a to-do list, you have a pile of stuff, it's like, okay, that stuff will wait. And my, my idea now is being unrushed, but trying to think in like, um, kind of like you did with the, the business, like I've, you know, 80-20 principle and things like that. But it's, <coughs> it's the idea, and I heard this from, you know, kind of a business guy I follow, it's like, if you're busy... Don't work harder, prioritize. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been trying to focus on. Is like think from an order of priority. Like what's actually priority in my life? And then just be okay with not the other stuff getting done right now. Mm-hmm. And I think I was always someone that was like, just go. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it. In my mind, I was like, I'll just get it done. And then I'm like, I'm drowning in stuff. Mm-hmm. And But I'm going to go, 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 go. And I just, you know, obviously I'm just digging my, I'm, like, I'm basically uh, putting a, an auger down into the ground and digging myself lower. And it had, I had to basically kind of cut that out and say, listen, like, okay, I'm going to be unrushed. I'm going to only try to do maybe one or two main things a day that I really want to focus on. Mm-hmm. The rest of the stuff can wait. It can get punted. I'm, will I piss some people off? Will I get some things not done? Will I maybe not have a couple opportunities to maybe maybe try to um, pursue? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But what it's given me is more peace of mind. It's also given me that a little bit um, of that unrushedness. And I think when it really comes down to like, why do you do something like that? Same thing. I have three kids under five. They're starting to get to the point where, you know, I want to be there for them. But the other thing is like, I don't want to come home at night and be stuck in my computer working. I don't want to come home and not be present with them. So a lot of it is like 
because I would, you know, I would, I did an okay job, but I did an okay on the surface, but my mind was jumbled. Mm -hmm. So I would be with them, but like I was present more physical than I think it was mentally. And I didn't like that. And that's, so now it's to the point where I'm like, can I just pause? Don't worry about it. Really be invested with my kids. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, we don't have a lot of time, especially as they're young. You know, my kids are a few years behind yours, but I mean, you've already seen almost a decade of it. It's like, you know, I don't want to miss out on the times because I was just rushing, 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 rushing. And then all of a sudden I'm like, where'd their childhood go? And I think that kind of was a realization to me of like, you know, and this has been about a year journey into it, but mm -hmm. I finding I'm making some good progress on it of like, pause, just let things happen. You know, don't, you don't have to be Superman. You don't have to accomplish everything. There's different stages of life. And like right now I'm at a stage where, you know, Family's there. I can, you know, I might have to let some opportunities slide. I might have to let a few things, you know, maybe accomplishment or financially not peak as what well as they might have before because I was going to lose things that were arguably way more important. Not even arguably, but that were more important. So I think that though that three idea was something that the mind was the thing I really, I always had a decent mind. Like I was pretty sharp with certain mm. things. But it took an experience at a, an extreme level to have to go to another extreme level. Mm -hmm. But I think the, the level that I'm trying to get to is a more sustainable level. Mm -hmm. And I find that each day, my day-to-day -day is just not as rushed. And I find it's weird. It's like we talk about the universe. Like when I don't feel as rushed and things aren't as rushed because it's my, it's my perception. Sure. But then I find that things just fall into place. And all those things that were like go, 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 go before just don't show up as much. So it's almost like, but there's things that do come in. I'm like, this is perfect. I like that. And now I can focus on this. And then, mm -hmm. so I'm excited going forward. I'll be honest out of the mental side of it. Um, and then I'll say the spiritual side as the two, those are probably the two that I've done the most work on. The, my worst one is the, is the physical side right now. And that's something that I did so well before, but that's like the hardest thing that I've been able to put as a, <laughs> excuse me, as a habit. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I just know is like, like that candle has been burnt at both ends where that's got to now, I got to now get all three pillars up and I'm not, I feel like I've made a lot of progress, but when you're talking about all three of those becoming major, major habits, my next big, big one to tackle is that. Mm -hmm. You have to, yeah. yeah, you have to work in the arena. You know, I, I like what you said about the consistency, the training and the identification peak and, and, and knowing where there's a deficit. And this is what I do with my members. Okay. What, what's working? What's not, what do we need to change? Where are the barriers to you? making that step closer to being healthy or, or functional. What do we need to do? Always ongoing assessment. Just like I work with my people, I have the ongoing work with myself, you know, and, and the kids, the kids now about a year ago, I've, I've, I've made so many changes in my business and as a professional these past few years, especially from COVID that Sophia came to me one day. There was one time I used to work six days a week. My, my wife would tell you before I was a work. I'm a worker. I'm a worker. I'm a worker. I will work. That's one of the things my father always told me when I was young. And he said, you got to go to work. He said, you always call me Stefano. I come from an Italian family. Stefano, you got you to go to work. You got to go to work, son. You got to provide for your family. You got you to protect your family. You got to provide. So this was ingrained in me since I was a kid. You know, grained. Work, work, son. Work, 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 work. But unfortunately, he was an alcoholic. So I saw that side of it too. So, you know, but my, my daughter came to me about, about a, year, what, a year ago. She said, daddy, you work a lot. You go on a lot. Yeah, I work in the morning. I start the studio. There's times I started the studio at five o'clock. I'm training people. I'd be there all day. I come home till six, seven o'clock at night. Yep. <laughs> They're at school. They come home. They come home. They're going to bed. I'm just coming in the house. Mm -hmm. 
And Sophia, Daddy, you work a lot. I work a lot. I work a lot. I do, honey. We have nice things. I have my own house. We have nice vehicles. We have nice things. Because I work. I earn. Mm-hmm. I say, like, you know, this is not as important as I think it is. Because she's, she's growing up now. She was seven. This little seven-year-old girl's coming to me, talking about she misses me. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between, hey, Daddy, I miss you. You were gone all day. To Daddy, you're going a lot. Yeah. You're going a lot. So I made some changes that Jay has fit with my schedule. Mm-hmm. Now I punch out a couple nights early. I don't work those 12 hour days. Well, I shouldn't say I worked over it, but my time is shorter. Mm-hmm. You know, like today, for instance, usually I'd be booked until two o'clock. I'm mm-hmm. grateful for meeting with you today, but I only book for one session after this. One session when I'm done today. Normally, I probably have four or five in the night. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? No. So I adjusted my schedule. I'm a home of my family. I used to work weekends. I don't work weekends anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't work on the weekends. I spend time with my children, my family. We do things. And my wife. You know, I put my phone down. The only thing I do on the weekend, I do my one little social media post. I think about what I'm going to say to the world today. I do that and boom, it's done. I'm not on air doing... No more. No more. Time. We don't get time back. And we don't have enough time. I used to think when I was young I had lots of time. And I used to hear that. We hear that when we're young. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got time. You got time to decide what you want to do. That's fine when you're 15. But when you're 40, that don't fucking work anymore. You got you, you to gotta know. And you got to do. Mm-hmm. You got to know. And you got to do. That's the path. I don't want to say I'm, I'm near the end. But I heard this 50-year-old talk about it. And it stuck in my head. He said, when you get closer to 50... You start changing things. You start changing your mindset. And you start valuing how important time is and the moments are. Because mm-hmm. you don't have enough. You know? Well, I think that's where mine, mine came from. I think, And again, kids put it in perspective. Sure. And I think, um, you know, and, and, and I think COVID, while, you know, there was, like, obviously there's struggles with, you know, the health aspects of COVID, but fight the economics of COVID and everything mm-hmm. else. I, one of the things that it did was it slowed me down to really enjoy the family mm-hmm. for a few months mm-hmm. I'd work at home but it was different I wasn't commuting I mm-hmm. didn't have as many appointments so it was like I'd work every day same thing but I would cut out you know I would start a little bit later and I'd cut out earlier but I was being very effective in mm-hmm. say a 4 hour block versus a 8, 10, 12 hour block mm-hmm. depending what the days would be mm-hmm. or even 14 on a few days like and same thing I, I would go, go, go but when I was a few years before kids, I knew I had to bust my ass to do it because is it, you you have to build up a certain, uh, you know, level of, you know, I had, I had to work to get to a certain level before I was able to take a little bit more time off, you know, be able mm-hmm. to afford some, some, um, some leverage things here and there. Mm-hmm. And that's something I, like me personally, I'm proud of because that was, um, like our business is very hard for people um, easy to get into. A lot of people don't stay motivated enough and they're their own boss. So you got to be tough on yourself. So when I was, I say tough on yourself, but you got to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. And I, I was very disciplined and I worked a ton. Um, I did a ton. I accomplished a ton. And then it got to the point where, you know, 2020, when it started back up and even last year, it was just crazy, but it was good. It was a lot of work they had put in to get to that level, but it caught up to me too quick. And mm-hmm. a, too many things were catching up to me at the same time. And There was two things. I would either self-implode and risk something not good, either Mm -hmm. family Mm -hmm. or um, it was never like a never addiction like drugs or alcohol. But it would have been more of like neglecting the family time. Or then to me, even though I was spending time with the family, it was 
so I was my time was better. It was creeping into my mind because my mind wouldn't slow down, and mm. that was the problem. That was mm. what I was finding. I was mm. like, I was good, but my mind was spinning mm-hmm. all the time. Oh yeah. My mind still spins. Your mind spins. I know it oh, does. It does. Yeah, because you're you're thinking all. If you run a small business, you think all the time, especially if you're self reflective. Mm-hmm. If you're not thinking about the business, you think about yourself. I mean, you got your family and stuff, but I'm saying like in those quiet times, you're not just sitting there mindlessly doing nothing. And so one of the things like reading for me is just nice. Like I'm going to sit down, put my phone away. You know, nobody's bothering me. I'm just going to read for 20 minutes, half hour, hour, whatever I have. But to me, that's a calming thing. Mm-hmm. And then. For me, it slows me down. It's like read before bed. It calms me, makes me go to bed. But then it's, you know, I'm able to, when I go home, really try to put everything away mm. and hang out with the kids mm-hmm. and be present with them. And like last night, sat down and they wanted to watch a movie or, you know, half a movie before bed. I got to sit down on the couch with all three of them. Just nothing. Just sat there, watched, watched a movie and talked about their days. And we talked before they go to bed. They always want to talk about their school, which I love. They're, they're little, get, little mm-hmm. kids, but it's just funny to see how their minds are developing. Um... But that was something that I had to make a, um, mm-hmm. you know, a real, a real effort to do. Yeah. And like you said, it's a journey because I, I don't have it figured out. And like I said, my, my glaring weakness right now is the physical aspect, which I actually am getting to the point where, you know, when you get to like, like sick and tired of being sick and tired, that's kind of it where I'm like, I, I just have to start because I'm physically like stiffer. I don't feel as good. I find that I get sicker longer, which I never did before. Mm. Obviously all the health benefits I know, um, but I, I did it for a decade nonstop and I was in very good shape, but then it's, you know, you let something slide, you get out of the habit, things get broken. And that's just something from COVID. I just never was able to pick back up that the consistency I had before, but now I've kind of come around with, a, like I said, a different mindset. Um, so now with your, I guess, like I said, with, so, so Sophia comes up to you, like, um, and you've been on this transformation and things like that. Like, where do you think that you've done? well at with that and then where do you think that you're still you still have a struggle or something that's still kind of a, a challenge for you day to day or something that you want to try to um maybe evolve or try to try to improve on i'm i'm much better at being present with my family when i'm home yeah much better much better of not working when i'm home you know i've, I've made so many improvements with that because i would be home I'd be answering message, building programs. I got to do my social media. I'm home, but I'm oh, I'm not here. Give me a minute. I tell my kid, give me a mm-hmm. minute. Yep. Give me. I'm, I'm, that'd be a minute. Let me let me work on this. Next thing you know, two three hours I'm building. Uh, no, I can build a program. I'm at the studio. Mm-hmm. I can do my social media at the studio. If somebody messaged me today, I can respond within 24 hours, and that's still professional. That's that's still you know respectable. Yep. I got time. I do a lot of these changes, and valuing them and listening to them, seeing them grow. You know, I remember when they were babies holding them in my arms till now. They're functioning little humans, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, I need to be present for them. I need to be present. You know, I think my biggest struggle now, Gail, is just my, my, my own mind. It's always been my greatest adversary, but also to my, you know, my ally and also to my adversary, you know, my mind. It's strong, but then sometimes... You know, we have that old, that, those, those negative concepts that come up every now and then when life weighs heavy on you. Well, why do you do that, Koshi? Why do you get up at four in the morning? Why do you do that for? What do you need to do that now for now? Oh, you can call in today. You know, your people will understand. No, 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 no. They need me. I need to be present. This is the behaviors I built. You talk about building a business. I had to build this business so I can work it mm-hmm. to where its capacity is now. So my biggest struggle is, is, is my mind knowing when I need to stop thinking about certain things. As much as I know, as much as I've experienced, I'm still human. 
and I could be exposed to stress and I could still be stressed just like you are and no better, no different. But I, I consider myself an expert in my field and, and a responsible person with my own three prong approach to healing mm. mind, body, spirit. But as of recently, I just broke out in hives, right? From stress, from stress, mm -hmm. from stress. My wife has cancer right now, mm -hmm. so it's been very challenging for our family. Okay. So whoever listens to this podcast, I, I appreciate your time. Thank you for this. I ask that you pray for my wife, Jennifer, that you, and if you don't pray, then I ask you to send good, positive thoughts and healing for her on her journey right now. So that's, that's, that's been on my mind for a while now Yeah. and it's not going away right now. So it's a constant in my face. It's not like, Hey, I have a cold that's going to go away in a week or two. Mm -hmm. This is in my face. So I thought it to a certain point, I'm managing the stress of that, you know, going to exercise, eating my food, you know, talking about my feelings, mm -hmm. meditating. I'm a very spiritual person, not a religious person. Mm -hmm. I am religious. I do believe in God, but my spirituality is more earth. Mm -hmm. I like to take my shoes off and go out and do yoga in the grass or Tai Chi. I teach Tai Chi. I'm also a Tai Chi instructor. So I go out and I'll move. And that may be my movement for today. But my mind... I needed, I need to understand that I can't help everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm not still not productive and useful. Let's say with my wife, cause I can help her, mm -hmm. but as a, as, as, as a coach and I also consider myself a healer too, a healer with the energy stuff. I do a lot of energy work too, holistic stuff. I can't heal her. She can heal her. The medicine can heal her. The, the therapy, whatever, the chemotherapy, all that stuff. I can just pray for her and I can just be positive and be supportive and, and, and tell her she's going to be okay. Even if I'm in my mind, I don't think that because I see her and I see her, she, her being sick from the cancer. So I need to do a better job at breathing, mm -hmm. you know, pausing when I need to and understanding that, yeah, I'm, I'm still a work in progress myself. As many years as I've been working on myself and working with people, I'm still not done. And one of the things I'm most grateful for now is time. And I had, I had recently, when, when I need help, I reach out. You know, I'm no stranger to saying, hey, I need, I need help. But I, recently, I reached out to my back to a, to a therapist friend of mine. I went to a therapy session and talked about the cancer and the stress. And he said, you know, Steve, you got to breathe. And think of this, think of it like this. Instead of going home and seeing your wife sick and, oh, she's got cancer, she's not well. Think about, think about that you, as a professional, get Get to, get to be part of this helping process and this healing journey and just just witness it, just exist in the space mm -hmm. without taking that anxiety on. Oh, hey, I fucking get her better. Gee, today, oh, oh shit. Oh, I was like, wait a second. She, she'll be okay. If she wasn't going to be okay, the doctors would tell her right now, and we'd have this much more serious diagnosis. It's just a physical presentation of what the cancer does. I don't know if you ever experienced anybody going through chemo or anything. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 yeah, it's, it weighs on you. It, I mean, unlike, I mean, obviously them, but on the family. So yeah. figure someone who, figure your wife. Mm -hmm. I don't wish this on anybody, bro. Anybody. Nobody. I don't wish this on anybody. But this is my wife. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this yeah, is my, my partner. And it's like this, it's an anchor. Cancer. If there's anything that I hate in the world, and I don't feel my heart with hate. Because it's, it's a negative energy and I don't want to have space in my heart. But I, I hate cancer. I hate what it does to people. I hate what's done to my family. And I hate what's done to my wife. But also, too, there's a silver lining in this. And, and this is when I talk about time. We don't have enough time. Time is valuable. There's a reality that this could turn for the worst for our family. 
that's a reality. Cancer kills people. Mm. So that's on my mind too. Yeah. You know, but it's like, okay, I can be positive. I can be coaching. I can do the things I need to do to take care of me. And that helps her. That helps her when she knows that she can say, that's my rock. I've been a rock for a long time. In fact, it's a funny story and put a little humor on this because I feel myself getting emotional. Mm-hmm. And my daughter comes to me one day. She says, Daddy, when she started learning Neil the Rock, I love the Rock. He's one of my mentors. I love his story. I, I pull great strength from him. Oh, Dwayne Johnson? Oh, yeah. yeah rock. A good That's dude. my rock, dude. Yep. And I like the pit bull. I like my swagger. That's my hood swagger. You know, I like pit bull. I like to dance. Pit bull. So my daughter Sophia likes pit bull. So she sees that thing, fireball, fireball. It's <coughs> the worldwide. Yeah. So she comes to me one day. This is a funny story. She says, Daddy, you know, you got muscles. You, you, you're strong. You're big. You're bald. You're, you're, you're brown. Because, you know, I get dark in the summertime. I'm Italian. She doesn't understand what that means. So <laughs> she comes to me one day. She says, Daddy, you know, you big like the rock. You know, you, you, you look like the pit bull. But, you, you, you know, you, you, you can't be the rock. You know, you, you can't be the rock and you're not Pitbull, but you look like them. But you know what? How about you be the pebble, Dad? You know, the pebble's still a rock, but it's, it's not as big as the rock, but it's the pebble. <laughs> so That's I cute. have this story, right? <laughs> she said, you the pebble, Daddy. And I looked at this little girl, bro, and I said, I'll be the pebble, Sophia. Yeah. I'll be the pebble. But for her to, to take these two figures who are great, successful, professional people in the world who make an impact, they make yeah. their mark. You got the rock, you got the pit bull, uh, you know, an athlete. A perform- like, for her to look at me and say, my daddy's like them. My daddy's like them. He's not tall. He's muscular. He's bald. He's brown. But yeah, to put me on that pedestal, bro, man. So what I do... Yeah, of course I help people for a living, but they're watching me. Those two little kids are watching me every day. I teach them I t- teach them about exercise, nutrition, talking, communicating, healthing. Mm-hmm. Those are my futures and, and like a big motivation of why I do what I do. Plus, I love my members. I, I mean, I love everybody who comes to me. I appreciate their time, even if it's for a few months, whatever. We, I don't care, you know, to share that time and space. Well, it's a... It's a- it's a whole ecosystem. You know what I mean? Like if you're, you're given to, like you give to members with the idea, you know, you're giving to them something that's going to benefit them beyond just a, you know, a scale in the weight or the body fat percentage or something like that. I mean, there's, there's like we talked about the mental aspect, the community aspect, just the, 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 the confidence. Um, you're now allowing those people to go out into the world to be better versions of themselves, yep. which in turn helps more people. Same thing. It's like, and that's one of the things I, connect with with the kids um your son's got some good uh i like his outfit here too he's a good looking boy it's gonna, yeah. it's gonna i don't know it's like a it looks like a easter or something like that he's yeah. a cool tie uh but you know the the kids it's like when you look at kids and you're trying to um instill in them values because you mm. said like a legacy like mm. i pray to god that i tap out before my kids you know that's mm-hmm. always you know the mm. you know thing you want as a parent is mm-hmm. for them to outlive you and, and the idea is like my goal is like how how good can I get to therefore do as much as I can to maybe give them a head start um, not a head start from you know the financial or not a head start from you know I mean that's stuff that you hope to do as as a parent but mm-hmm. I think it's also something just to be it's a foundation my, yeah it's a foundation we talk the mind body and spirit mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. you know the the idea of like athletics or working out or fitness mm-hmm. but it's like also the mental aspect mm-hmm. it's also just being a good person it's mm-hmm. the you know the golden rule treat others you know the way mm-hmm. you want to be treated it's you know working hard you know it's you know i don't want to you know my kid has an issue it's you know of course they're little but they have you know they have like these little issues at school and you try to help them see through it instead of being like well that's just 
that, well, that kid didn't want to play with me. Instead mm-hmm. of saying, well, then don't play with them. They're probably a bad kid. They're like, no, you would never say that. So it's like, well, why didn't they play with you? Did you talk to them? Mm-hmm. Well, I tried to, and they ran away. Well, why did they run away? Did you, like, and then you get them going. Well, then I'm like, wait, you guys are playing monsters and hide and tag and on the playground. So what, did she think you were a monster and she was running away from you? And he goes, and he goes, well, well, maybe, but I, I wasn't trying to chase her at that point. I was trying to talk to her. I'm like, yeah, but she might not know that. I said, know what you do? Go to Moral and go up to her and say, hey, I want you to be my friend. But I said, trying to get through the, like, hey, like, let's problem solve this, buddy. Like, and, and he's four years old, but he's enough that he's smart enough that he's making the connections. Mm-hmm. And I could tell, and it's like, okay, and like my daughter, like, well, nobody knows what, like, I, nobody knows, I don't know their names. Nobody knows my name. I said, did you go ask them their name? Did you do that? Like that? I said tomorrow. My, my I, what I want you to do? I want you to just go up to one person, and just ask them what their name is. And I said, you know, she's three years old. You know, and like, did she? I don't know if she ever did it or anything. But to me, it's like you could tell in her head she kind of got excited and started to giggle. And I'm like, you can do that, right? And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I can do that. I said, okay. I said, mm-hmm. just instead of you know, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to instill in them like just little things, like little mm-hmm. baby steps. Like just go ask someone their name. Just mm-hmm. tell them your name. Go up and say, hey, my name's Oakland. I want to, you know, I want to be your friend. And I said, this is, but. It's, it's the idea of like trying to instill in them hopefully something they can instill in their future spouse, their future kids, their future friends, you know, and I think that if you get enough people that, you know, hopefully, and my parents are great, you know, and I think they obviously did that to me and instilled what they could with me and my goal is to keep bettering myself to mm-hmm. each generation and we get better and better and better. Um, but a lot of it is like, you know, experiences that you have to have and more self-awareness and, and really trying to figure out like, Hey, this is stuff that I think helped me make your own decisions, own mm-hmm. choices. But you know, I don't, I don't want to be the helicopter parent. I don't want to be the, like, we're not going to make excuses. Like why didn't, I didn't get to play. Okay. Well, why not? Like, did you practice? Didn't practice? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the coach isn't going to sit you if you worked hard and you, you earned the spot. Like that's not never going to happen. So, so there's always like these little, you know, kind of coming from a team sport aspect too. Mm-hmm. It's like, you learn so much with team sports and you learn so much with just having, you know, I played team sports, went to a public school, you know, you, you do all mm-hmm. these things. You just, you know, my parents were hands on at home, hands off at school, meaning, you know, you didn't want to get in trouble at school because you got more in trouble at home. It was one of those deals. So it was like, oh, yeah. you know, you kind of went and you kept your nose clean and you did what you had to do and you got through school and you problem solved and mm-hmm. you didn't go to mom and dad because a kid, you know, you know said something to you or did something to you or something you didn't agree with. It's like, nope, you figured it out. And you, and that, and then to me that allowed me to understand how to talk to people and understand it. Um, you know, whether like the small adversity that kids faced, you know, you, you learn that. And then same thing, like you put problems in perspective, your wife having cancer is greater than any problem I'm experiencing now. Mm-hmm. Like you just, but that, that's just what you put it in. Like the idea of, and they say like, if everybody threw their ideas in the pile, you'd be quick to grab yours back out because most people don't have, if you put it in perspective, big problems like health is a big problem. Like that's, mm. that's up there, you know, that's, that's, um, you know, and I think that that's something I always try to put in perspective too. It's like, you know, kind of like the gratitude aspect of like, you know, things are good. Like every morning I, I journal a couple of things. Like, what am I just grateful for? Like just small stuff mm-hmm. could, could be, Hey, glad I just got to sleep in a bed last night to I'm glad I'm healthy to I'm, the other day I wrote down. I'm like, I'm glad I'm literate. I can read, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, Cause then you look at like a lot of people don't know how to read, you know, in, in the world and you know, you kind of, and I know it puts in perspective, but when you take that time and then you also realize like the finite amount of time that we have that it's like, you can do a lot of stuff, but that's the thing. It's like time goes quick, but I think time goes quick because we don't, we don't, we don't value the time as it's passing. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the idea of like slowing down. And one of the books, 
or get an audio book. I think you'll like this. If you want to, you, you, you seem like you could do an audio book. I, I listen to a lot of audio books too, but um, Ryan Holiday is the author. He's very good. He's very big on like stoic philosophy, but one of the books I read recently uh, was called Stillness is the Key. And hmm. it's a very easy read. He takes a lot of old philosophies and relates it to present day. Um, but there's a lot, there was, it was a very powerful book, but it was the idea that, you know, if you're just going, 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 everything has to come from stillness. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, uh, when I went to learn uh, meditation, the, 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 I call him mentor, you know, I don't say professor, he, like the mentor that taught me the you know technique of, um, uh, meditation. What he said was rest is the basis for success. Like he goes, you can't, he asked me one time and, and I shared this before on the podcast. He goes, he goes, Galen, let me ask you. He goes, you, you seem like, like a go-getter. You seem like you, you work and you seem like you want to, you know, you're very ambitious. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He goes, I'm sure like during the week you, you work really hard. I'm like, I, I like to think so. You know, I, I put it, I put in my time and everything else. And he goes, he goes, so why don't you do the same with rest on the weekends? And it like hit me like a ton of bricks. Cause what happens? He goes, we don't let rest creep into our work week, but we let work creep into our, our rest, which is the weekend. And what happens, mm. and it got me thinking of like, you know what? I don't. I don't just pause to recharge the batteries. Like, I'll let stuff, like, my idea was like, okay, Saturday morning, I'm going to wake up before the kids get up so I can work for a couple hours. So then I can stay with the kids. And then once they go to bed, I'm going to try to work. Well, now I'm sucking my sleep, which is not good. As we know, that's, that's the body part of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, mental and everything else too, but a lot of the physical. But I was almost like tricking myself to do it like I'll just any pocket of time I had I'm just going to I'm just going to do stuff but then I started realizing like I'm trying to do all this trivial shit that doesn't matter mm-hmm. so instead of that we talked about prioritizing like I very rarely work before bed anymore I, that's something I like cut out I'm like you know what once I get home I'm not doing email I'm not going to like unless it's like very time sensitive and in my business time sensitive is like offers going back and forth but most of those things too don't have to be done at 8 9 o'clock at night so I got to the point where I'm like, email can wait till tomorrow. Any inquiries that came in late can wait till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Don't have to do it. I'm home. I'm chilling with my family. I very rarely work on weekends, and that's by design. And I, I will if I have to, if there's no other way to, to get around it. But I'm, I've been very good at getting to a point where I can limit that. Mm. But for me, it's the idea of like, I just want to like rest. I just want to like, and sometimes rest could be an entire weekend, could be an entire day. It could be even just an afternoon, could be just a morning. Um, there's times like I've punted an afternoon, just said, I'm just not, I'm done. I'm just done for the day. Mm-hmm. And usually what I found is by prioritizing stuff and saying like, today I got like one thing I really wanted to get off my plate today that was just like bogging me down and I like my meeting. I had one thing today that I really wanted to get done. I got it done, came out of that way like better and more relaxed than I did before, like way better. And now I'm like the rest of the day is just gold. Like mm-hmm. I don't care what happens because I got through my main thing. Mm-hmm. So now I have this. I do have a couple appointments tonight, but what's going to happen is like I'm going to be kind of chill throughout that and I'm going to go home, pretty much drop everything, hang out with the kids you know, read tonight, kind of hang out with my wife and we'll go to bed. And like, but I don't feel that unrushed aspect. I don't Mm -hmm. feel rushed. And I, and because my priorities for the day were small Mm -hmm. and I will get to some other stuff and I already know there's stuff I will not get to today that will have to get punted to tomorrow and possibly even later this week or next week. But I've like, I'm at peace with that. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know what? The rest of my day, I feel better. 
I'm starting to notice things differently. I'm starting to notice small things. Mm-hmm. Like you, I, it's as simple as it is. Like gave me your hat, and I'm like, I just noticed like the cushiony of this part. Like where before I would grab the hat, I'm like cool. But now I'm like, as simple as it was, just grabbing it and being like, oh, I, I like that. I like that feel. But I find that like even small things in, in my life are starting to pop up more mm-hmm. because I'm more present. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think you would get a lot out of that book. I don't. I'm not. I'm not saying you have to read, but I'm saying like put it on an audio book. But I think. That also might be a calming thing too, because it's a very just like just sitting down and reading it. I just jot notes, I underline stuff, I fold pages, mm-hmm. I just you know I, I use it as just a, a reference guide to go back later to. But the idea of stillness was like it's something I've really brought on of like just just chill, like just relax, don't mm-hmm. feel rushed, don't let other people rush you, do mm-hmm. your thing. Um, I find that like. Like you showing up today, even though I was finishing up eating, but I was like, I got to eat. I didn't skip eating. And then like you came and I'm like, I'm good. I'm like, I'm present. I'm ready to talk to Steve. You know, and it's like, you know, and that same thing, like all the stuff that's after, like, it's good. I'm good. Everything's after. I'll mm-hmm. do, I'll get to what I need to get to. I'll prioritize and then I'll just punt it. Eckhart Tolle. Yep. The Power of Now. I have not read it, but I had the book. So you It's like, on my shelf. You like this, dude? So I've read that book. I've read books in my life. I read when I'm interested. Yep. You know, you know, and, and but the power of now, when we take time to unplug, and you'll see, if you see my some of my social media posts geared to the weekend is unplug, unplug to plug into you, right? Unplug so you can restore. Rest, rest is part of training. Rest is part of life. Rest, and I find when I rest on the weekends, I spend time with my family. I don't get up and go to the gym. I exercise on the weekends. My resting doesn't involve. I I move. Yeah. I need movement. I'm a creature that loves movement. So even on my rest days, I'll do yoga. I'll do Tai Chi. Sometimes I need to sit still and I'll meditate. I'll do those things. But it's all about unplugging. Well, when I, when yeah. I, well, when I say un... And I guess I should say when I say unrushed, I don't think it's a physical unrushed. Like working out, because I think that's a nice relaxation for the mind too. Mm-hmm. Fit, to me, the un, the unrushed is a mental unrushed. It's like disconnecting from social media like my my phone's not on me it's, it's mm-hmm. over there like i just i don't i don't like it when i'm podcasting because i like to be present with the person i'm talking to so but it's not going on social media it's not checking email it's not um you know not checking the news it's not um it's just, it, the other thing is just not thinking just not sitting down and saying i have to solve a problem i have to work on something i have to um figure out some project at my office i'm like no no if that's important Sunday morning, I sit down and I prioritize my week. I go through, what do I want to accomplish? What's my goal for the, the year, month? And what can I do this week to get me to that month goal? And then I take it and I time block in my calendar. And notice when I talk about my major things I want to get done, I did it today. I did it yesterday too. So each day I come in and say, okay, that's what I'm going to focus on. Mm-hmm. And I plan that out on Sunday so I don't have to think about it. It's in my calendar. And if I don't get to it, if something were to pop in, or maybe mm-hmm. I had two of them and I got one done, the other one, it was a, it's fine. It didn't happen. I'll mm-hmm. float it, mm-hmm. or I'll just put it to next Sunday, mm-hmm. put it on for next week. Life goes on. But the the idea, and like the, for me, the weekends or at night is the mental relaxation of just don't think, don't critically think. If I want to mm-hmm. read, that's fine. If I want to read something that's stimulating for my mind, mm-hmm. I want to learn something, totally fine but don't try to solve problems don't work on work for the sake of work you know don't sit there and grind something out that i gotta stay up till midnight to get this done Mm -hmm. no 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 block out 8 to 12 on monday and just get it done you know same hours different part of the day 
But what are you going to do that morning anyways? Mm-hmm. You're probably going to just answer a bunch of mindless emails. Mm-hmm. So time block that to batch them all and do them really quick, at, mm-hmm. like for an hour, or if that half hour. Mm-hmm. So I don't that that sorry that I should have been more clear that my my unrushed is a more mental mm-hmm. unrushed. Um, the physical side, I actually that's something like I said. I want I I ski and I, I golf, but it's the actual every day of like elevating the heart rate, getting resistance, training with resistance or mobility, things like that. I got to start introducing back in my life. Mm-hmm. So that's that when we talk about like habits or like, Hey Galen, where do you fall short right now? Mine is the physical. And I know that for a fact. And why is it the physical? The only time I can work out during the day, or I should say the only time, the most convenient time for me to work out in the day is first thing in the morning. Probably about, you know, I like getting up. I like meditating. I like journaling. So it'd probably be about six o'clock in the morning. I have a great gym setup. I actually, it, it, Steve, if you came to my house and saw my setup, you would actually punch me in the face and you would say, <laughs> maybe not because you, you don't seem like that kind of guy, but you would yell at me and say, you have this sitting out there and you don't utilize it every day. I have no excuse. Like I actually have a very nice fully stocked gym that I can do a lot of stuff in. Um, but my thing is it's going to bed too late. So if I go to bed too late, I can still wake up in the morning. I don't wake up enough t- time to work out and mm. or... Mm. I work up. I work. I wake up with enough time to work out, but I'm so tired that I can't work out. Or I say can't, but I just don't want to work out. So then my motivation goes. Ugh, I don't want to do it. I'm tired. I'm groggy. I got to bed at eleven. Now I'm trying to wake up at five, and I'm not firing on cylinders. Where if I can get to bed at ten, wake up at five, work out for six, seven hours, that would be plenty. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to get into. So I know it's not even the morning. It's not even the physical act of going out and working out because I like doing that. For me, it's as simple as I have to get to bed by 10 o'clock, mm-hmm. and, which is crazy, but that is, I mean, it's crazy simple, but that is the biggest struggle. It's so simple, mm-hmm. but it's the habit of physically just going to bed because mm-hmm. I'll wake up at five, fine. If I get seven hours, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'll feel motivated and energetic, mm-hmm. but it's that it's just that little thing because next thing you know, it's, it's 1030, it's 11, it's 1130. Now mm-hmm. your seven hours goes to six. Now it goes down. Oh yeah. Well, now I can't sleep for five and a half, so I'll just wake up at 630 now, not five. And that's the game you play every day. And it's like, why did you, why do you slip into that? Mm. But it's habits, it's discipline. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm, again, why I'm kind of in this, um, this reading is that I've been, I've done a lot of discipline that I'm, I'm a pretty disciplined person in certain aspects. Mm-hmm. But like you said, to put that whole, that those three things together, there's a gap. So I'm just trying to tighten that up and then, you know, and I'll get there. It's a journey, but it's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's the stuff that you really try to instill. Um, I think just to have that, you know, trident of, of you know excellence in all parts of your life Hmm. that are going to be the building blocks here's something else and there's a lot of guys and girls who say that just like you do yeah coach steve it's the time it's the time you know i sleep i want to i have this gym yeah so here's my feedback to that and you and everyone else who listens to this this is where you you bring coach steve into your life you come hang out with me for a month you, we'll set a six o'clock a.m. workout time, so you have that anchor, you have that accountability, you know, and you have to be accountable to me and to yourself. Because mm-hmm. if you're not at my studio by six ten, guess what I'm doing? Where the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. What's up? You got to be at your training. There's mm-hmm. accountability. You may miss one day. I'll be on your ass. You won't miss the second day. And guess what happens after thirty days? You're doing it. You're doing it. Yeah. You don't need Coach Steve in your ear no more. Coach Steve built that. You built that habit. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe you come hang out with me for a month. Well, 45 days. 45 days, we know we can build a good, healthy habit. We'll get you working at 6 o'clock in the morning. After 45 days, maybe you won't need me anymore. You do it yourself. And then you solve that problem. Then you train the three. Yeah. Well, I think that's, um, 
I mean, it, it's it's so true as the like the accountability because that's one of the things when I was doing um, when I first started at, uh, doing CrossFit, I was doing evenings. I was a kid. I had, I mean, I was working. Mm. Then I'm a family. I get done my work day. I'd go anywhere 4, 35, 36, 30 at night. Didn't matter because I was like, whatever. When my day's done, that's I'll work out, hang out with some buddies, go home, yeah. eat, get up the next day, do my thing. And then going up to COVID, I was doing the 5.30 a.m. class. And I was usually the first person there. I'd show up. I did my stretching. I did some like resistance on the arms, just kind of like resistant band mm-hmm. stuff just for, you know, mm-hmm. just for shoulder protection. And then I would, I would do some stretching every, you know, more like a... You know, uh, foam rolling and just some you know, kind of more dynamic like uh, stuff prior. And then I would stretch afterwards. And then I would actually come. I'd take a shower. I'd change. I'd get. I'd be here by about seven thirty in the morning. I think I still have it. I do. I'm looking at it. I have a yoga mat in the back. I'd roll out a yoga mat here. I'd watch a video on YouTube and I would stretch for about twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. And I did that every day for about six months. And, and it, but it was routine and it was like, and then COVID happened, mm-hmm. like literally right up to COVID. And then it, I, I actually worked out all the way through COVID. I ended up having an injury and later in the year, like kind of more towards like August. And, uh, then, then I just kind of got out of it. And I started, like I said, I went right into kind of ski season and then I went mm-hmm. back into golf and then I just with kids and life, I made mm-hmm. every excuse in the book not to do it. And that's kind of where I am now. But the the idea of you know the accountability was the same thing. It's easier instead of like walking out to the gym or walking out to the garage to work out in the gym, which is just you, because that's when you got to find that motivation or that discipline to say mm. like, okay, I'm gonna go out, not you know for whatever reason. And do you know who um, you know who Jocko Willink is? Oh yeah, yeah. So Jocko, one of the things I always find is like that guy every single day. I mean, as you know, mm-hmm. he's up at 4.30 mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Sunday, Monday, mm-hmm. like Christmas, mm-hmm. he's up. And mm-hmm. he works out every day. And one of the things that I, I love is um, reading a book from him. And he, he goes, like, what's his motivation? Like, one of his motivations is someone else there, someone out there is still training. Someone out there is going to beat me. Someone And, like, here's a guy who's ex-Navy SEAL commander, oh, yeah. retired, and this guy's mindset is like he's he's still in basic training. Oh yeah, and it's crazy, but he's just like, and, and one of the things that I, I thought was so simplistic. Actually, one of the ones I think you'd like. He goes, "Yeah, I didn't want to do heavy squats today. So you know, I fixed it. I did heavy squats." And he's kind of one of those guys. He just like trains his mind, and then he goes, yeah. "He goes, you know, I get up at four thirty every day." He goes, "You go to bed at nine thirty. And he goes, he goes, ah, but I, he goes, I, but I stay up to 11. He goes, okay, get up at 4.30. Guarantee the next day you're going to bed at 9.30 because you'll be tired. He goes, Guaranteed. tire yourself out. <laughs> yeah, so he goes, and, and the idea is he takes all the stupid excuses and simplicity out of it, and he, or puts simplicity into it. He's like, like, how do you get up every morning at 4.30? He goes, well, the alarm goes off, and then I get up. Like, that's it. You know, and, and, it's, and it's such a, it's like so funny to laugh about it, but it's like, it's just that thing. It's like, it's so, you know, you, you try and try and try, and you know you need to do it, but it's like that gear you just got to force yourself. So like mm-hmm. my thing, again, I said is right now it's like just get to bed and wake up and slowly get like work your way into it and get in the habit. And, um, and, and so it's, it's, it's always, like I said, it's a work in progress, but it's like, I think if I had to take, if I had to grade my sc- myself on a year ago to now in those three, like effort wise, I would say like a couple of them are higher grades and then the physical would be a lower grade, you mm-hmm. know, but like to me it's moving 
Like, how can I get straight A's? How can I get A in all of them? And and one of it's like the effort. It doesn't mean you're accomplishing. It's more of like the effort you're putting in. Mm-hmm. Like my effort on two of them, I think for me, from what I was started at before, is way better. Mm-hmm. Physical, way worse. But then it's like, okay, was it out of, I was out of balance. So now it's like, how can I bring all those in? So it's like, a, you know, perfectly symmetrical, like rate, like if you're mm. doing a tire, like you want the tire to have the same rate, uh, yeah. radii or radii. Spokes on the wheel. Yeah, spokes on the wheel. And mm. and that's the thing. It's like, I feel like a couple of them are perfect. And then a couple of them are like, eh, that, that wheel won't be returning because it won't, it doesn't have that, that, that mm. correct spoke. I got a thought for you. I'm yeah. sitting here thinking as you're telling me because my coach brain is going off. There you go. Okay. It. You like your schedule. You like your book. You like your meetings. You stick to your schedule. You said on Sunday you plan your schedule out for the week. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You got time blocks. Mm-hmm. Okay. See that 6 a.m. time block on a Wednesday morning? You see that 6 a.m. time block on a Friday morning? That's Galen's time to work out. You put it in your book. You commit to the workout. You commit to yourself. You're going to show up to the meeting just like you would with a client. You're yeah. not going to miss that 6 same client because you believe in the value and the investment and that personal connection because you're a guy who says he's going to do what he's going to do. You're a man of your word, right? I guarantee if you write that in your book, you're going to have a couple questions about it. You're going to have that apprehensive. You're going to go, oh, fuck, you know, <laughs> I don't got to do it. It's just me. <laughs> but then, then that disciplined mind that you train yourself to be, I'm mm-hmm. learning that about you just like you're learning about me today. That's going to kick in. And you know what? You might stay up till 11 o'clock at night, but you know what? The alarm's going to go off at 6 a.m. and you're going to show up. And you might not have a great workout, but guess what? You showed up. Mm-hmm. So the next time, you know, just like, just like Jacob Watkins, you know, 4.30, he'll get to bed at 9.30. You're going to go to bed earlier. You start doing that a couple times, guess what? You've already started to build the habit. You do it for a good 45 days, it's there. You won't question it. It's going to be in your book. And you don't have to take it out of your book. You're going to know that you're going to do that for you. Okay? And you can do that. It's that simple, my friend. Yeah, and, and when you um, so when you deal with I guess your training clients that you mm-hmm. have, and I've seen you know I've seen I've seen uh, um, I won't name any names, but I've you know some some mutual friends I've I've seen and uh, run into where they've posted stuff and you know and obviously given you a lot of credit and um, you know what's what's kind of like a general um, what's some general similarities of people you have that hey that. Why do people typically come to you? And then what's this, like, hey, they come to you and day one to, let's say, we'll use the 45 days because you talked about that. Like, let's say prior, how do they get in the door? When they meet you, what's that journey like to day 45? What's day 45 and beyond like? Can we get a time check before we, where are we with time? I have a, I have a 4.30. We got, we got 20 minutes. What time is it, 4.10? No. No, no, no. You're probably about 3.30 right now. Oh, then we're fine. Yeah. You got to watch that? I do, but I wasn't looking at it because oh. I'm focusing on you. Yeah. But something Am I right? Am I right about the something, time? Something just told me to say, hey, just do a time check. 3.38. So we got time. Okay. In about okay. 20 minutes. Yeah. So we we're fine. We're fine. As long as I'm out of here by 4.15, we're good. Oh, you'll be out. Yeah. We'll okay, get you out good. There. Okay. <laughs> so... How, how, how it works with coming into me. Let's say you're following me on social media. Say, Coach Steve, I've been, I've been watching you. I hear you talk about this movement thing. I hear you talk about this nutrition, this mind. What is this stuff you're talking about? These people getting these results. Oh, by the way, another one, friend of mine says, hello, Jack. That was one of the guys I was talking about. Yeah. yeah. And he says, hello. So yeah. I'm going to say he, he, looks, he actually, I saw him the other day. He looks okay. very good. But he's a great. skier too. So yeah, great. Amazing transformation. Yes, Absolutely. And him and his wife are still with me. And I appreciate it. I pre, like I said, I appreciate all the members. But it's transformations like that. He had to trust me because he had an injury they got over. he did he had to trust me okay to come in and say okay i'm gonna let this guy tell me what to do so he can help me be healthy mm-hmm. 
and and often at times, game. yeah, yeah, it's a, a lot of respect for him yep, and absolutely. his wife and his business. So he says hi. Yeah, I good. <laughs> I, I miss. Him. I used to see him more than I do now, but I do miss him. He's so, a great guy. I see him quite often. Nice. Um, so uh, how it works with me is something sparks. Whether you know somebody who who sees that transformation, or you see something on social media, say he he's getting my attention now. Mm-hmm. This is why I try. I, I'm on my job. Social media presentation every day, every day, posting every day, sometimes twice a day. I'm in your face, right? I want you to think about your life. I want you to think about your body. I want you to think about your mind. I want you to think about your family sense. I want you to think about your spirituality, everything, mind, body, spirit. Where are we? Just like we talked about you, you need, you mentioned you need to kick it up in the physical context. Okay. Then coach Steve will say, okay, what do we need to do to build these healthy habits? And this is the plans in place, A, B, and C. We're going to make it happen. So you're either going to do it or you don't, right? So you're going to show up. Or not. Mm-hmm. Well, Coach Steve, if you're paying me, well, you're not paying me. You're paying for yourself. You're making an investment in yourself. When people pay, my old business coach told me this. When people got skin in the game, they pay attention. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. Well, my rates are affordable, but I'm not the cheapest guy in the block, and there's a reason why. Of course, I need to take care of my family. But it's because you make an investment. Mm-hmm. You know you're not going to want to screw that investment up. You're not just going to dish over 500 bucks to somebody and go, yeah, I'll see you next month. Mm-hmm. No, you're going to fucking work. Mm-hmm. You're going to work, right? So how people, you reach out to me or you have, I have people come down to the studio. Let's have a conversation. I don't always just agree to train anybody. Let's have a conversation. What, what, how'd you find me? What led you in the door? What is it? Why are you here, right? I'm not your doctor. I'm not your brother. I'm not anything. I'm a guy that you reached out to because you sense a need for change. So we have a conversation. So once I, when I figure out what they want to do, I say, okay. I can either help you or I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not the guy for you. And I will tell you why. I've told people that I'm not a trainer for whatever reason, you know, whether it's an energy thing or I can't help you with your goals or you know what, I don't have any spaces right now because I do get full. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have a waiting list. So after we have that initial meet and greet, then I'll set up a test and I'm going to run you through a functional fitness screening. I'm going to see where the joints are, where you are with range of motion, stability, balance, coordination. I'm going to run you through a strength game and I'm going to see where you are on the strength percentile. I'm going to run you through some lifts, some presses, some pulls. I'm going to see where you are with your jumping, your hopping, your pilometrics. I'm going to run you through the full workup and then I'm going to give you a fit score based off Coach Steve's in-house fitness score out of 100. Where are you on the functionality score? So based off that score, then we'll set up training. I'll either say, hey, again, I need to see you once a week because we'll do hybrid. You're, you're sustainable. Maybe say you scored an 85 in a fit test. You don't need, you don't need me all the time. This is how we're going to start. This is how we're going to set up the program. Where if you need more time and attention from me, your 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 beginning level, you're real green. You need two, you need to see me two times a day. We need to do a training at home one day. Or I might say, you know what? You need to see me three times a week. This is the accountability you need. Some people just need to just show up. That's where they are. Coach Shiva, I had no motivation. Okay, if you're paying me $500 a month, I'm not saying those are my rates. I'm just throwing a number out there. Because people say, oh, Coach Shiva, how much are your rates? My rates are different for you and everybody else. It's a personal investment, right? It's just what it is. It's individual, all right? So then we say, okay, this is what I got to do then. This is how you're going to show up, right? One, two, or three times a week, right? This is how we set up training. And then from training, I'll, I'll develop that goal sheet. And from there, we'll say how we hitting these goals. So every month, every 60, every 90 days, I'm doing a mark. I'm, I'm, I'm assessing you again. I'm always assessing you. My eyes are still good at my age. So I can see real good how you move, where the strength is, if the scale's going up and down, if that's your weight goal. And, and what else is going on? How's, how's, how's the family system going? How are you and your family? How are you at work? How are you performing? How's the sleep? How's the hydration? I mean, everything. People don't come to me and just get stronger. Of course, that's part of the process. It's a lifestyle change. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I do so well, Galen, because when people who come to me, it's not just to get stronger. They might, hey, Coach Steve, I didn't realize I needed to work on that balance. Hey, Coach Steve, I realized I needed to improve my self-confidence. Or, hey, Coach Steve, you know, I know you got that therapy thing going on. I have some depression and anxiety I like to talk about. I want to be well and I want to be better. So what can I do there? Balance, mind, body, spirit. So the training, there's no term. I don't, I don't kick people out. I don't kick people out. When we achieve goals, maybe there's something else we want to work on. Our people generally sometimes just enjoy my time and my space and my energy mm-hmm. because they don't have anything else positive going on. And I'm a positive influence on you or anybody else who comes into my space because that's what I train myself to be, right? So term is different for everybody, right? I have still people that have been with me two years that still love the training because they're invested in the process, right? Mm-hmm. So... And then they help people through mind, movement, nutrition, and I do the spirituality thing too. So yeah, that's how that's how I, that's how people work. The uh, yeah, and I, I think uh, so. I mean, and again, when you get so you find that most people would come to you through word of mouth or social media. Yes, and that um, and I, I guess from you know you start to see people that go in, in you know different spheres. So it's kind of like hey. You know, we mentioned Jack. Jack Jack's has great results. Jack talks you up. People say, Jack, you look great. Hey, why well, go see Coach Steve? And that I'm assuming that's kind of the... Because the, the good thing about your industry is everybody needs it. Mm-hmm. It's not something that's like, eh, I don't I don't need health. I don't need fit. And like, you know, that's everybody needs it. People that don't utilize it, mm-hmm. like people that don't utilize it know they should be utilizing it. Um, and I think that it's one of those where if people come in, there's always going to be someone that's curious, kind of like our business, like houses are everywhere. Like it's yes. Could there be some technology that comes out and wipes out all agents possibly, but then you just adjust and you, you, you find another niche in that space. Mm. But the same with fitness, like can someone come out and take away coach Steve? Well, they might be able to take away your program, but they're not going to take away the enthusiasm. They're not going to take away that personal that personal connection. They're not mm-hmm. going to take away that the accountability. Mm-hmm. They're not going to take. So there's always that. There's more of those like human element, soft skill kind of things that that are all encompassing of the work aspect. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say that. Actually, I'm, I'm curious to, with you. If someone shows up and they come and see you, and it's a one-on-one, you know, uh, personal training session. I would say close to 100% of the time, those people do exactly what you say mm-hmm. and are physically able to get through that that time. Correct. So a lot of that's, and that's the thing. It's like you you show up and you can do it. There's not, nobody saying you can't do it. And I think a lot of people, like why do you think that people would be hesitant to come see you? Time and money. Time and money. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's always the one of the most f- famous excuses. I don't have enough time, Coach Steve. Or that's too expensive. Well, how much money you spend on shit every day mm-hmm. when you think about it, right? Well, well it's kind of, yeah, and it's kind of like you said. If you take the, if you take the idea of, um, well, I said before, if you have too much stuff going on and you just want to work harder, well, that's like the spending more. It's like well, prioritize. Like, do you need like if if it's that important? And you got to. I'm saying if someone was to look at fitness as being important, it's like okay. Well, then if you can't budget for that, but like, so say it's. Say it's five hundred a month, and that's one on one training. Mm-hmm. What else are you spending five hundred dollars a month on? Mm-hmm. Like, even if even if you had to just weigh out everything, I'm sure there's a few 
bad habits or vices or streaming services that you may not need to take to to do every single month um, that you find that once you start physically working out you may not need to watch four hours of netflix every single night you may not want to because you have to get up Mm -hmm. you know and and i find that uh that's always something that you know if people looked at instead of spending more doing more it's like no prioritize what's important to you Mm -hmm. cut out all the other bullshit that you don't need Mm -hmm. and then put put the pillars in your life that are important to you Mm -hmm. and that's and that's something that um Again, the accountability, the discipline, the things that we kind of talked about already, mm. I think definitely factor in. Now, from a the last couple of things before before we leave, when you talk about like the mind, you talk about the spirit aspect of it. Where where does that where does that jump out? Like, what what part part of that plays? Like personally for you, and then um, like what do you do each day for mindfulness, or what do you do each day for spiritualness, or like? Okay. Okay. I love this question. I love this because people always ask me, how do you, how are you? Well, I think people see you more like physically because it's easier to see physically. But I mean, if you're in the gym, you're on social media, like I can physically see you're in good shape. I can't, I can't see mentally. I can't Mm -hmm. see spiritually. Mm -hmm. I might see your mood. I might see maybe how you project in confidence Mm. or or enthusiasm. Sure. But you you physically can't see on the inside. So it's like, so how, what do you do that people may not notice? On that, on that outside. Great question. Or inside, not the outside. Every day when I get up, I talk to God. I do. I'm Catholic. I'm spiritual. I, I, I believe in the earth, the universal energy. I talk to God. I talk to God. I, I ask him for one. It's, you know, thank you for waking me up. I drink my water. Mm-hmm. I breathe. Okay. I do. I run through my gratitude after I talk to God, man, especially for my wife for healing. Heal my wife. Protect my children. Help me, guide me, keep me safe from my house to the studio. Help me do well today. I have a conversation with God. Mm-hmm. So that's how I start my day. I have a conversation with God. And then when I do my conversation is done, and it's usually five, ten minutes. And my ride is 15 minutes into work. Then I'll go through what I'm grateful for. And sometimes it's hard to do that, especially during struggle. Mm-hmm. you know. But we have to. We have to. And I identify things I'm grateful for. Every day it's different. You know, today I was grateful for, I knew, I was excited about this meeting. Yeah, I knew yesterday, yeah. I was talking about, I was going to this meeting, so I was grateful to meet you today. Yeah. And and then talk about my business, talk about things, and build from one man to another. And everyone else is going to listen to this podcast. We're, we're building, mm-hmm. we're connecting, we're evolving, we're elevating, we're awakening. Okay, and that's what we need to do. So I go through my, I'm talking to God. Some people say, oh, that's praying. Well, what is praying? Talking to God, talking to someone other than yourself. It's that voice inside your head. It doesn't matter. You'll hear something. So you have that conversation. I talk to God. I do my gratitude. Okay. And then I move. I move. I get to, by this time, I'm at the studio. And I always block out in my book, like your book, mm-hmm. five, to, uh, five to six a.m. It's Coach Steve time. Well, I'm not Coach Steve to myself, but I can be. There's times where I pull Coach Steve. I, I pull. <laughs> You got to get your shit together, Steve. I, Coach Steve Brain comes out. I call Coach Steve Brain. You better get your shit together. You got to show up for training anymore. Let's go. <laughs> so this is you physically training. I train myself. Yep. I train myself Monday through Friday. And the weekends, I'm hanging out with my kids. I do movement, but I'm not in the gym. I used to, you know, as a younger person, I was a bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. I was a bodybuilder back in the day. I don't do bodybuilding anymore. I do strength training, but not bodybuilding. It's different. Mm-hmm. It's a whole level yeah. uh, of work and consistency. So I do strength training. I do mobility training. I'll do my movement, my balance training. I'll have that time before people come in to see me. That's taking care of my mind, my body, and my spirit. I've drank my water. I don't eat in the morning right away. I, I believe in fasting. I like fasting in the morning. We don't need to eat. When you look at old primitive cultures, they didn't get up in the morning. They didn't have breakfast. They had to go fucking hunt. 
mm-hmm. for their food. So they weren't eating right when they were. Okay? They drank water. They moved. What am I doing? I'm getting up. I'm drinking my water and I'm moving. That gets the mind going. Cognition. Okay. Flowing. Blood. Okay. Then I eat later on. I probably eat maybe around 10 o'clock. You know, 10, 10. I usually have a break about 1030. I have my breakfast then. So that's what I do. I talk to God in the morning. I run through my gratitude. And I even do affirmations too. I tell positive. I, I forgot about that. I do my affirmations too. And then I move. And then I'm ready. And I know, Galen, when I don't do those things, because there's times where I've struggled. I'm consistent 95% of the time. Mm-hmm. But there's times I know there's a notable difference in my presentation with myself. You may not know it. Because even on my worst day, I could be the best coach. You may not know. You I mean, Coach Steve is a little slower today. But man, it was a great freaking workout. You know? I know when I'm off in my mind. I know when I'm off. Okay? So I make sure I do those staples in the morning to make sure that I'm okay to do the things I need to do. That doesn't mean that I can't be exposed to stress. Like with the situation with my wife, I told you she broke out in the eyes. My body's responding to stress. It's too much. Mm -hmm. But I'm managing in the best way I can. Okay? Talk to God. Affirmations. Gratitude. Water. And move. That's how I start my day. The rest of my day is building on with people building we're always building my sessions are not regular training sessions of course you're moving of course i'm having you do stuff but we're talking and some people sometimes just talk they just need to get shit off their chests it's too heavy things you carry around you everybody else they need a place to dump a safe place a place that they can be trusted so they can leave it there so they can go back out in the world and do everything that they need to do so my training sessions are amazing and groundbreaking they're like think of like this if you if you've ever been into a counseling session, you kind of know what that is. I'm a therapist by nature. I don't, I don't work in clinical settings anymore. I don't have the suit and tie on. I'm not doing a whole bit. Eh, blah, blah, blah. This, is, this is Coach T. This is how you come see me in the office, right? So we might be on a studio floor. You might be moving around, but we might be talking. I might sense something in you, and I might say, hey, I'm sensing a little difference in you today. What's up? And it might go just like that. For example, the other day, <laughs> Last week, Tuesday morning, I know something. One of my dudes came in. I'm not going to say his name. One of my dudes came in. I, I, I sensed the heaviness in him. I know I've been training him for a little while. Mm-hmm. He come in. He's oh, seen heaviness. We started moving around. I said, yo, hey, man. What's up? You all right? I, I talk like this. You okay? He just looked at me. I said, well, Coach Steve. And we were deadlifting this day. Today was a deadlifting yeah. day. He said, well, uh, blah, blah, blah. And it just came out. And you know what I did? I listened. And I gave him a hug. Right? Mm-hmm. Just like that. Right? He, he, a little flooding, he was emotional, and that was fine. We can do that. That's okay. That's okay. I needed to be there in that moment. He needed to be there in that moment. And that's okay. That was healing for him. He needed to purge some of that stuff. So that was his part of his training that day. Guess who we did five minutes later? We were fucking deadlifting. Mm-hmm. Just like that. You know, he texted me later and said, Man, I appreciate you. Not many men would do that. Do that. Why not? I'm not many men. I'm Steve. I'm a coach. I'm a human. I understand. So my training sessions, you could say, are abnormal in a sense. Not that say, not to say every training session we're having a therapeutic fitness intervention. I'm not saying that. Some people just come and say, Coach, I need to move today. Don't do that therapy stuff. Okay, we can do that. Let's go. Next set. Whatever we need to do in that moment. You know, to have those training sessions. But ultimately, it's to make you better so you can perform in the arenas you need to do. And I'm grateful to be part of that process. And I'm grateful to be able to find my passion. I found my passion. Remember I told you in our earlier conversation, I don't need to know. I've discovered who I am and what I'm supposed to do. That's my purpose on this planet, to help people heal. Right? 
to help people heal through my practice, movement, meditation, mind, nutrition, personal connection, the power of human touch. That's powerful, dude. Powerful stuff. Powerful, 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 powerful stuff. Like when I, when, 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 when I, when I was back to this guy, when I, when I hugged him, my intuition told me, hug him, hug him, coach Steve. He needs that right now. He needs to feel your energy. He needs to feel safe. And this is a grown man. He's a pretty big dude too. It's okay, man. It's all right. You're going to be okay. He needed that. But that's just a, a snap of, I've had amazing, amazing experiences. Sometimes I learn so much from my members too. And I ask questions when I don't know stuff from people that I understand, that people that understand things, mm-hmm. you know, a younger version of myself, I wouldn't ask you nothing. That's ego. We don't, I don't say more humility now. No, I don't probably need ego anymore, bro. I'm 44. I don't need to. I, uh, it's okay. It's okay. You know? And I, I don't know, I'm just grateful for, for JS fit. JS fit has, has saved me many times over. And I know I own JS fit and I am JS fit. Coach Steve is JS fit. But coming to a place that I'm accountable for, for people who depend on me, okay, it's been a pivotal change in my life as, as, a, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, but also too as a human being and a family member, a father and a husband, you know? So, yeah, so if anybody is, is, is who listens to this, who's, you know, curious about what I do, give me a call. I'll be happy to have a conversation with anybody. Stop down by the studio if, if by chance I'm in a session with anybody. Yeah, I might flag you and say, hi, how you doing? Uh, I, I may just give you a card, have you call me. Whatever we need to do, let's have a conversation because anybody can move. I had a girl who came to see me, Galen, two, was it two years ago? And I work with a lot with special needs too. We didn't even talk about that stuff. Um, we got time. That clock is strange. That clock doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> like, check, 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 check your watch. But yeah. Like, what the? Huh. Okay, we're good. It's right, it's right twice a day. So so. This guy, this guy, I train people with special needs too. People who, who train those just right off, you know, people who have cognitive disorders, who have autistic, who have fetal alcohol syndrome, who, who don't think and talk or even look like you and I do. I train people, right? I have a heart for that. I have a special place for that. You know, I believe in people can change. Um, my thoughts are scared. So it's this journey, and, and I'm grateful for all members. They teach me anything. But back to if, you, if, if you're curious about what I do, Give me a call. We can have a conversation. Obviously, check out the social media stuff. Maybe this area is Plattsburgh small. <laughs> I've learned this about. So maybe somebody who, who has trained with me, you know, ask them. Or most of all, just, just let's have a conversation. You know, I can strength, mobility, balance, mindset, nutrition, um, special needs, habits. Um, so what, what about nutrition for you? Like how, how much... Um, you know, I mean, nutrition, if you take physical working out, like depending on what your goals are, most of it's like 80, 90% of the nutrition. Yep. You, you work out yep. an hour a day. Even if you worked out an hour a day, you have 23 hours, you're not working out. Yep. So I guess from the, you know, this will be the last thing for, for time, but like your fitness aspect, like wh- how do you look at that? Like what's your philosophy on the fitness or on nutrition? Oh, I, I love food. <laughs> I have a great relationship with food. Um, it, it all depends on what my body needs and what my goals are. My body's different than yours. I don't know how much you weigh, but I'm pushing close to 200 pounds today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm heavier on I'm heavier during the season. Seasons are changing. It's okay. I'm okay with my body. All right. But my caloric needs are different than your caloric needs. But I believe that food is not our, our enemy, it's our ally. But it's taking the right amount of macronutrients mm-hmm. based on your body's demographics. What does your body need? So I would calculate macronutrients as part of my training, calculate macronutrients and yeah. develop a nutritional program. Or we can you know, nowadays we live in the world of apps. 
there's so many apps that you can get nutritional programs. Like Coach Steve, sure, old school can create a nutritional program for me, absolutely. And some of my members still love that personalizing attention. You know, it takes me a week or two to create the program, but that's okay. You know, whereas an app, you pull it up, boop, there's my meals for today. You know, so I guide people two ways, but ultimately, I believe nutrition is is important. It's part of the training. It's it's great for muscle. It's great for energy. It's great for cognition, um, and we need it. So people who come to me, I should say this: most people who come to me struggle with nutrition. You know, most people who come to me are forty and above. Not saying I don't train younger people, but we have a conversation. Again, it's all about the conversation. Mm-hmm. They struggle with nutrition, they're working, they're in their families, they let themselves go, they gain some weight, they feel like crap, but they understand that time is of the essence, you know, and they cannot continue on the way that they were moving because otherwise the quality of life goes down. So we get to nutrition under wraps, we get them moving, I get them starting doing the gratitude work. Mm-hmm. the affirmation work and then I, I have a conversation about spirituality i don't push god on anybody your belief is what your belief mine is what mine is. and that's okay we can be indifferent and that's fine and coexist but we talk about the three prongs approach and you see i have a three-step transformational system but this is based on the arenas we work we train the body we train the mind we work in the spirit that's how we sustain. That's how we become balanced and well. Mm-hmm. So we're going to work in those arenas. You're not just going to come and push your weight. You want to just go push your weight, go up to the eclipse, go up to Planet Fitness. We got to dig deeper because there's an issue, the need for change. Pushing weight is not going to change your circumstance. You're just pushing away. We have to create new healthy habits. And nutrition is a huge one, huge one. People are either eating too much or not enough or not the right stuff. So we work in those arenas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the, uh, the the best I ever did when I was, um, I liked the macronutrient thing. Yep. I do like my fitness pal. Got very into it. I mean, I like I said, I probably went three months, and if I was ninety nine percent strict, meaning mm-hmm. like very rarely did I have, and that was my thing. Like if I'm gonna do it, I gotta go all in. I gotta get that baseline, mm-hmm. and that was, um, but it was you know Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. I tracked every mm-hmm. single day, so. Add my numbers. I could fluctuate a little bit, but mm-hmm. for the most part, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's kind of like in order to hit your ratios, you do have to eat quality food. Sure. So it, it always forced me into it, but I'll, I'll be honest, like when I was doing it, I had the most energy I've ever had. Sure. I was the leanest I've ever been. That's right. And I'll be honest, I probably eating the most I've ever mm-hmm. had to eat. Give me some. So well, I ended up going, uh, mm-hmm. I just remember, and the funny thing mm-hmm. was when I was doing it, and I don't know how you would play around with the numbers, but I was eating... I would say arguably anywhere from 45 to 50% of my calories were coming from carbohydrates at sure. the time. And a lot of it was just the energy expenditure. Mm-hmm. As I got higher, or, uh, I should say as I got leaner and leaner, my carbs went higher and higher mm-hmm. to sustain it. And, and the funny thing was the more carbs I added in, the mm-hmm. leaner I got. Mm-hmm. And it was weird because most people are like, oh, you can't eat. It was like, I was eating like 3,000 calories a day yep. and it was a chore to eat. And I remember, uh, you know, and I would track it every day and I get to the point like at night where I'm like, I still need 100 calories or 100, 100, I mean, not 100, maybe 75 more carbs like after dinner. I got to find something just to get my numbers mm-hmm. in for the mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. And it actually becomes, a, it, it's a chore to eat the, what you're supposed to. Mm. But I did it because one, I felt, I mean, I like I like food as anybody. So it wasn't sure. Like, sure. like, I do like eating. So it wasn't like, sure. like oh crap, I got to eat something. But <laughs> it was the idea that um, that entire time was like, I felt better. Mm-hmm. I had more energy. Mm-hmm. 
my hydration was good. My sleep was excellent. My mobility was good. I didn't ache. All these things. And all the only thing, I mean, I was working out and stretching, but it allowed me, like I always look at um, moving. So, you know, obviously the fitness aspect, the working out, the nutrition aspect, the hydration aspect, mobility aspect, and the sleep. Yep. Those are like my five... I don't know if I'm missing any. I mean, this is more from a physical standpoint, not the, the mind and body aspect or the mind and spirit, but the physical, those were the five. If mm-hmm. I could tap those five every single day mm-hmm. and with habit, they kind of, they kind of pull each other together. They do. It was, it, it same thing it was like transformational and you felt good and like mm-hmm. you were just on cloud nine. And mm-hmm. the other thing, and last thing I'll say before, before we sign off is the physical aspect what it does to your mental aspect, but what it also does to your performance day to day. I'm not a professional athlete. I don't coach people. I don't train people. Mm-hmm. I am in a work setting. I'm in a business setting, but when I'm on, I'm on, mm-hmm. I'm thinking my, my, my toolkit day to day is my, my knowledge, my ability to talk to people, mm-hmm. my ability to solve problems, my ability to critically think my ability to come up with systems and solutions. And I tax my brain all day long. And to me, the physical nature of it, and that's something that I'm starting to find I'm doing well at, but I'm not, I personally am not capping that, um, to, uh, potential mm. because I know my physical aspect isn't as high as it should be where mm. I know once that goes high, it's almost like a cheat code. It's mm. almost like you're playing with like, you know, a, on like another level that people don't realize. And I'm like, everybody's got this in them. It's they just, do. it's just like, you have to trust the process, get to that. And then finally, once you get to that point, you're like life just is easier than mm. it, than it once was. And that's the. I think the idea behind all the stuff you're talking about, I think is people just went into it knowing like, Hey, if you want to, and we talk about like priority, like knocking down the big domino. Well, the big domino on many of the things is the three things you just said. If you Mm -hmm. can knock those three things down, Mm -hmm. a lot of your problems, underlying issues go away. They They don't exist. They cease to exist and things happen. Things pop up and you're like, good, good, good. And next thing you know, your whole, your whole life elevation Mm -hmm. mood, Mm -hmm. you know, not just you, but Mm -hmm. You know your wife, your kids, mm. your friends, your your clients, mm. your coaches, your your you know anybody that you've dealt with. Um, mm. You know, I think that that's uh, like I said, it's just one big one hand kind of feeding the other. It just mm-hmm. like gets this constant uh, this motion. But mm. um, well, Coach Steve, if people want to reach out to you, I'll put some stuff down in the show notes. But where where do we? Uh, what's the best way for people to reach you? Uh, give me a call. Um, my number five one eight eight four seven. Five seven four zero. That's you can always shoot me a text or leave me a message. I'm here locally. I'm at 18 uh, Brinkerhoff Street in downtown Plattsburgh, New York. Um, if you want to check out the website, it's uh, jsfitandwellness.com. Um, I'm, I'm on Facebook. You know, jsfit on Facebook, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, TikTok. Coach G was on TikTok. Okay, all right. Little dance moves. Little pitbull. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Come on, man. Fireball. 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 <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm right downtown and, you know, if you're curious or interested you just, you know, let's, let's have a conversation about your health and where you are. And one last thing I'm going to leave you with, there's this thing called the flow state. You ever hear the flow yeah, state? Yeah. Yep. So when we talk about that three prong approach to wellness, right? The mind, body, and spirit, when you are working in those arenas and you are optimal in each arena, we come, we, we evolve into this flow state where everything makes sense. You are healthy. You're optimal. You're, you're, you're aware you're performing at work, at home. Your mind is clear. So ultimately I'm training people to evolve into the flow state. And I see this, what, what happens, you know, I'm in the flow state right now, been in the flow state for many years. I'm consistent. I show up and make it happen. If I have a goal, I complete it. There's no, 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 no. I'm going to do the shit. Like I committed to the Spartan race all by myself. 
Yeah, all by myself. I've trained many teams over the years to do it, but this one was for me. It was for Coach Steve on the mountain, right? But it's the mind. It's a mindset. You flow. You you do what you say you're going to do. You show up where you say you're going to be. If you're going to work out, you do it. You're healthy. There's no wavering. You're in this flow state. So I want to teach you, if you're listening right now, to be in the flow state. Come hang out with me for a month. Come hang out with me for two months. Come hang out with me for three months. You'll see magic happen in that little 800 square foot of space. Come see me, though. I'm waiting for you. Well, Steve, I appreciate it. This was was cool. Um, And like I said, people out there, you know, like I said, take them up on it. A lot, lot of passion. I, again, you can only hear so much, but I, I wish I this one. I wish I had cameras on people sometimes. <laughs> it was good. Um, but yeah, we'll put some stuff down in the show notes. Um, again, JS Fit, um, right on Brickerhoff. Go check them out. Um, Steve, it was an absolute pleasure. Thanks, brother. Coach Steve, we'll, we'll call you. So, Thank you. Um, but that's it. Episode 205, The Galen Trombley Show. We're out. Thank you for listening to The Galen Trombley Show. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the episode. You can follow me on all social platforms at Galen Trombley. Thanks for listening.